Right. Let us start off with our lovely intro. Do we have a robot respawn to introduce us this week, or are we introducing ourselves as humans? Where is it? Good day to you all. I will introduce myself first as I am the most important one here. I am the hunter who will always tell you how it is. In my imagination, Robot Respawn, joined by those two agents of Mayhem and Punch, the facilitator, Perody, and the most British of dads, the one and only, not houndish, Nitediman. Oh, Nitediman. Nitediman. That's what I'm now referred to. Nitediman now. Yeah. Yeah, I've started a trend. I've put my own nail in my own coffin. That's it. Brought on yourself, buddy. Welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. A show where we discuss tips, tricks, and tools to help all Guardians succeed and enjoy playing more. What makes us different? Well, we're not streamers or YouTubers, we just have a passion for Destiny and are dedicated to keeping Guardians informed and up to date with all the latest Destiny 2 news, information, and opinions. We encourage your questions and feedback, and you can contact us either by email, two titans and a hunter at hotmail.com, or on Twitter at two titans underscore hunter. Now, on with the show. I, I didn't bring down the houndish thing. The houndish thing is you two. Mm-hmm. No, and now, and now Guardian Downcast, so no. it's spreading. <laughs> no, no, they, they did Nintendo Man. Right. Oh, wait, do they also refer to Nintendo Man as Houndish? Mm-hmm. Did you say that too? Oh, yeah. Ooh, nice. Love it. So uh, we, we were graced again. So I'm convinced now that Anna Bray is writing the next week in Destiny update. I think, she, <laughs> I, I think she's, that's, that's part of her job, is, you know, as well as handing out lie quests. Because next week in Destiny, we're going to continue assisting Rasputin to destroy the Almighty before it's too late. If you'd forgotten, there's a giant, you know, spaceship hurtling toward us that we took three weeks off to play uh, the Olympic Games on. I did. Uh, we need to obliterate opponents where mayhem and breakthrough come to the crucible. So and remind me, remind me what the, the breakthrough is again. The breakthrough. It's similar to lockdown, only in that basically you're all trying to capture basically zone B. You're all trying to break through, you know, break through to the middle of the map and capture a point in the middle of that map. Okay. At that point, if your team successfully captures that midpoint you now need to go take the other team's spawn point. So think of, you know, you know, like A, B, and C. If you spawn at A, you're all trying to take B. If you spawn at A and you've taken B, you now have to go to C and lock that down. Meanwhile, the other team is trying to take your spawn point and lock that down. So, or I'm sorry, no. You're trying to take the other team's spawn point. You can either lock that down, or if they successfully defend that spawn point, they win that round. Or if you right. take their spawn, you win the round. So basically, you're fighting for control of the middle of the map, and then you're either playing offense or defense, depending how you do in the middle of the map portion. I see. Also, okay. where the hell are you reading this? Because I'm looking at what he sent us and this wicked bungee, and I don't see From the picture I took on my Xbox this morning when I turned it on to finish my LiQuest. Yeah, and, and the picture on my uh, phone that I took when I took a screenshot. Mm-hmm. We do this yeah. every week. Yeah. We, we we have to the next week in Destiny flashes up on your screen. You remember that week that we asked you to record just like read what came up on your screen? Yeah. And you were like two weeks behind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's that thing. Yeah. So we have breakthrough and we have oh. mayhem. And then Anna Bray, writer of Next Week in Destiny, becomes a weekly flashpoint. We have to assist her when Mars becomes next week's weekly flashpoint. <laughs> 
I guess she got bored. She's like, I'm a flashpoint. I'm going to hand out a quest to you all and then be a flashpoint <laughs> again because that's all I do here now. Well, you guys got it right last week, didn't you, with Titan? Yep. Wouldn't know. Haven't been the Titan in months. It, it could have been destroyed already. I wouldn't no, even. No, last week you and I realize. called Titan was going to be the flashpoint, silly boy. Yeah. No, no, I, I understand what you, what you were saying. I understand that, but I'm saying I haven't been to Titan in so long. I wouldn't even know if it was still there to be a flashpoint. <laughs> Wait, Titan's still here? It was a flashpoint, so either they were like, go for a swim, or there's a planet there still. Oh. <laughs> yeah, go for, go a swim. for a swim in space? <laughs> Yeah, it's a space swim. Yeah, Titan's not there anymore, but hey, if if you go to where it used to be, you can swim. Yeah, there's there's water there where? in space. In space water. Space? Mm-hmm. It's a space I mean, pool. you're not wrong. There there are water molecules in space, but not like like space space. They usually attach to comets or Oh sir. We're getting too much into this. I'm sorry. We we have space magic. You can have anything you want. <laughs> That's the new subclass, water. <laughs> Aqua warlock. Right. Anyway, continue. That's it. We're done with the show. Thanks for joining us. No. Bye. It's time for the This Week at Bungie. Well, I guess we'll do This Week at Bungie then. I suppose it's it's a thing. So I apparently, uh, you know, This Week at Bungie, something unexpected happened on the way to the forum. Wait, no, that's right. Not right. So something unexpected happened on the way to uh, the Crucible match. No, no. Something unexpected happened somewhere. Oh, the Moon Bunker. Yeah, the Moon Bunker apparently. Rasputin was like, you can have the other two bunkers. This one's mine. I need a little me time. I need a little time. I think, I think you know, the EDZ obelisk from last season and the moon bunker, they just need a little, little, little time together. Just a little, little downtime. <laughs> they're, 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 they're a little introverted. They're just, they're a little bit shy. So yeah, everybody, everybody, you know, first we complained about the, you know, 188 days it was going to take to finish the Seraph Towers. Spongy buffed mm. that so that, you know, people blew through that as of Sunday night. <laughs> And then, in a weekend, and then everyone <laughs> everyone blew through that on, you know, there were a thousand shotgun kills, and then they were like, "I'm going to get my gun," and the bunker was like, "No, you're not." You're that, I tell you what, that was really exciting because I, I, for some reason, I got up early and I decided I was going to switch on Destiny. I thought, do I go, reason. do I go and play Iron Banner, or do I? at least try and contribute to the serif towers and i thought I've never got, obviously. i thought i've got 40 minutes i might as well pull my finger out and have a look at these serif towers so i went to io because no 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 stop pull your finger out of what not <laughs> just it's an expression just pull my finger it, no out and um, that is not an expression no no it absolutely <laughs> is because my wife just finished watching um some sort of like british flower decorating sculpting show and there was a father uh, and son team who who would constantly say, "Well, time to go full, pull my finger out." It is totally an expression. I guess it means okay. Even if it is a saying, where did it originate? Pull I your finger out of what? I don't. You're gonna I'm have just to, about to explain to you. I'm just about to explain to you what I think it possibly means is that I've been lazy all this time. I'm going to pull my finger out and actually do something about it. Yeah, I don't know the actual specific meaning. I haven't got the dictionary in front of me. But that's roughly what it means. Stop being lazy and actually contribute. So that's what I went and did. And as I ah. finished... That is a nautical saying. When cannon were loaded, a small powder was poured into the ignition hole near the base of the weapon. In order to keep the powder secure before firing, a crew member pushed one of their fingers into the hole. When the time came for ignition, the crewman was told to pull his finger out. 
Yeah, there you go. And fire the cannon. So Nadim got around to firing the cannon. Excellent. And, I did. Right. and literally, as we finished our Seraf Tower, the lie quest popped up on my screen. It was like three <laughs> forty in the morning over here, just before I was going to work. And I was like, "Oh my god, I could get this gun!" So I rushed off and I did, you know, the next part of the mission at the Fellwinter's Peak. Called in sick. And I didn't call in sick. And then I went, I've got to get how many kills? Right, I'm going to work now. I'll do that in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> just just a thousand kills. Come on. I mean, it's nothing, right? It did only take me a two runs of the Whisper mission, the Heroic Whisper mission. I went with my tractor cannon and I sat down in that little thrill pool. And waited till I got literally overwhelmed by them and just boop, boop. And that was it. Just two runs of that, half an hour, done. And so, yeah, that was, that was quite good fun. But there there were a couple of other places that you could do it. I believe there was Escalation Protocol. You could start that up and get some kills from that. Where are other, where were other people doing it? I, uh, I, I did a bunch in the in the Leviathan, in the Castell, and you know, the first room you walk into where the Cabal just come out over and over and over again forever. Oh, uh, you could also go... To the to the whisper quest, and purposely fall down the hole to fight all those shadow uh, taken. What taken to go back like thirty seconds I'm, ago? I'm not even. Just don't address it. Just carry on. No. What? Yep, carry on. What? Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. So yeah, the whisper quest and Leviathan were the those were the two I saw people sort of talking about most because EP and things you're or the um. Oh, what's the the altar of sorrows on the moon? You know, you're getting a lot of enemies, but you're also then fighting other people for the kill. So, oh, that was I, the other place. Wasn't yeah, it? There was the, the yeah, last wish raid. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, the last wish raid. And people going into Shurichi because there's a lot of thrall there and a lot of taken that you can kind of boop, then die, and you can then put another flag down, get your full ammo back, go in and go again. So that was another good place. That if you know if you're struggling to get a thousand kills with your shotguns. There's like three places, and I will find a video and link it in the show notes to help. Yeah, yeah, I know. I watched Abantus. I think Abantus had a video, and he said, I think he was saying, do you know both? You know, you know which which shotguns and which perks should you put on to sort of you know increase your shotgun output and reload and everything. And yeah, the, I think he mentioned the the Castell and the Whisper mission as good places to go. And or I'm sorry, the last and the last wish, two of the three, all three, whatever it was. Yeah, I, put, I think heavy ammo finder and shotgun finder on my armor and just went to town it was just dropping for days there was so much of it i I could see what y'all are talking about but honestly speaking when it comes to killing anything a lot of times the 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 lost sector in the north part of mars just has a ton of thrall just running at you and you don't have to do anything fancy you just have to reload into it go through it reload go through it reload go through none of that other yeah, but mm, if you, if you don't have to sit the loading times, you can just sit there and let the cabal keep running at you, like in the Leviathan raid, like I did. Yeah, good. Yeah. I, I did about sixty percent of mine in the combination between Gambit and all the right, Ultra Sorrow, right, and then right. I was at like seventy, sixty-eight, seventy percent this morning. I said, "All right, I want to just get this done. I'm gonna load Leviathan, load my three shotguns up, and just finish it out." And then once you've done that, there's a lovely cutscene when you actually do manage to get into the bunker because that was the big hoo-ha this week wasn't it nobody could get, could get into the bunker until right. Bungie did a patch and the i big... believe uh, i was speaking to blue screen at the beginning of the week and he was unsure what the initial update because we had update 2.8.1.2 i believe first right and he assumed that that would be patching the lie quest 
but it wasn't. And I don't think Bungie were that vocal about exactly what that they, fix was doing. They were pretty vocal online, like on Twitter. I was following because I followed DMG and and like Bungie Help. They were pretty vocal, saying, "Hey, you know, this patch coming today. This is not for the line quest. This is for the other things we talked about last week." Yeah. You know, the, you know, it's not. You know, they were pretty vocal. You know, maybe not in the official channels, but they were pretty vocal on online. I'm sure on Reddit too. Going, this is not a lie fix. This was already planned. We're not that quick. I think that's the problem, isn't it? There needs to be a like we have with next week in Destiny, a flash up on the screen. I think there needs to be kind of a notification like that, like when they say, "Oh, we, you know, Destiny's being taken offline now for maintenance." Something to flash up on the screen that somebody could read would be a better place than on Twitter because like I said, blue Agreed. completely missed that out and got frustrated with the fact that, you know, there'd been a hot fix and he thought that it was that that was doing it. And it wasn't until I kind of said to him and he went, yeah, I kind of realized that, but I'm, I'm guessing he's not the only person in the boat that was thought that that hot fix would be that thing that would fix it. Of course he's not. The, you know, the streamers oh, yeah, were saying, no, Oh, it's probably going to be this week's update or whatever. Once they heard that there was going to, or not once they heard, but you know, they all just, presumed that it was going to be in this update and of course that fuels the fire you know they're like oh the streamer said it, it must be true yeah 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 so. yeah, yeah but no, i agree it would, it would be nice just to have yeah have a place to say hey this hot fix you know you even just you know now that they have that little rotating you know banner when you're flying into places just you know throw it down there you know have it have it like set to that for the first 30 seconds or whatever like hey hot fix 2.8.102 is coming releases on this day and then just you know scroll through it fixes this fixes this yeah put it in the game which you know, it'll be nice to see. I, I'm I'm guessing because those haven't changed. I'm sure they probably just said, "Here's a text file. It scrolls through the text file. We don't change it." Yeah. I, you know, ho- hopefully it's something fairly easy they could do for the future or have a way to dynamically feed stuff in there. But that's another. That's one of those, you know, you know, down at the bottom of the pot that we'll get to when we get to kind of things. But yeah, I mean, we've been saying forever, just put the things about the game in the game because many people don't follow your various other platforms, which you shouldn't need to to play a game in 2020, but. You, no. you sort of do you want to know what's going on, really? You would think so, huh? Listen to podcasts. <laughs> yeah, that's the one true way to get gaming information is listening to podcasts. That's clearly the way forward. Our podcasts, specifically. Yeah. To be honest, I wasn't really particularly fussed at the fact that there was a, a bug with it because you knew it was going to be fixed. It was much like the bug that we had with the Whisper mission where you kind of got stopped with the amount of Cabal drills that would happen and you couldn't get the Taken to spawn in that area and the amount of fuss and bother that we had over that and bungie were actually working at bungie at that point you know they're working from home now and they managed to fix it within like two to three days in two days because yeah because because we got our first hot fix out on the 19th and then two days later on the 21st which was yeah so tuesday was when the first hot fix came out everyone thought it would fix it it was all the way till thursday the 21st when they said hey hot fix 2.8.1.3 Fixes the one thing you know it's going to fix. <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah, it's it is what it is, and unfortunately, games are hard, as we've all come to learn. Yeah, games are hard. Everyone's stuck at home and wants to go scream about things on the internet. Yeah. Can you imagine what they were? Sc- they were probably screaming at the screen, going, "Oh my god, I can't believe this has happened. This is going to, you know, tear up the community. They're going to be so angry." And they didn't need to be, to be honest. Let's face it. Let's give Bungie some slack here. They didn't need that stress. No, in, in addition to pushing back whatever they were planning on working on this week, now it's okay. Here's a bunch of you. Go figure out why this is happening. Figure mm-hmm. it out. Test it. Play test it. Push it out. Hope that it actually does it. You know. And just, thankfully, it wasn't one of those, hey, we pushed the fix. Oh, it only worked for half of you. Or, oh, it was also this other thing. 
So at least it, you know, at least it seems the you know, the rebel rebel has died down. So I'm assuming it's either fix it for everybody or, you know, all but that I one guy who's having yeah, yeah. broken. And the thing is, it, it was nearly broken, broken, wasn't it? With the fact that if you got it and you dismantled it, you couldn't then pull it back out of collections. But they have right. now rectified that part of it as well. So you needn't worry if you accidentally dismantle it; it's now in your collections. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I think they said that was part of the either part of the hotfix they were able to push to fix the quest, or you know, when they pushed the sale, let's let's slip that in there too. It it felt silly putting things into our into our little chat for this week. Of okay, let me let me make sure I cover this on the show. It's like, oh no, they fixed that. Oh, let's make sure they did. Oh, they fixed that too. Bungie, Bungie's <laughs> been on top of it this week. Like you, Bungie's done a phenomenal it job. They have to be, man. They are they are under out. the gun, and everybody is just they're lighting them it. up. Yeah, and they're. I mean, and they deliver. You know, yeah, no, they they didn't drop everything at 11 p.m. You know, Pacific or whatever Sunday night when it broke, but they had it within the week. Like, you know, what are you people doing sitting at home screaming about things? You make a game, you figure it out, and then you're good. I think they they've been doing a phenomenal job keeping keeping up with the game and keeping the stuff you know being fixed and working. Yeah, and for anybody that is in doubts or you know not sure about going to get the gun, go and get the gun and. I'll link a video from Fallout Plays who did like a literally on the spot as it dropped, took it into Private Crucible. I think he was with Cool yeah. Guy and somebody yeah, else. And another person. Yep. Yeah, and, and they tested it right there and then against the Mindbender's Ambition, which is also one of the best shotguns that you can get for PvP anyway. And it was working at, I think it was nine meters. And every now and then it would get a one hit kill. But I think it worked around eight and a half meters eight meters definitely which is further away than the mind benders and it, it's hold a good... on that's not entirely accurate um okay. even at eight meters it wasn't one shotting every time which is why he was getting upset in the yeah. beginning yeah because randomization because shotguns yeah yeah where bullets are rng well let's the say that because they're like oh at eight meters it was killing eh, every time though <laughs> more consistently than nine yeah, and honestly, yeah. who in the real world is going to really care or tell the difference? I want to just say, I'm, I'm walking something eight meters from you and fire. No, no. <laughs> I, I run up to you with the shotgun and fire. That's I slide into you with my Antares Woods. Shut the hell up! I knew you were going to say that. Shut up! <laughs> ching ching. That's the sound. <sighs> and uh, most importantly, the shotgun's brand new, so it's going to be around for a long time to come. So you can put it on the top of your shotgun pile and then just mantle all your other energy shotguns. And that will be your one true shotgun for a while. Good for at least a year. <laughs> Semi-relatedly, I noticed that uh, late GG has added when things are expected to, you know, be sunset and leave the world. So if you're, if, if you have a favorite gun and then you're looking at this going, Hey, when does this gun go away? Light light.gg will tell you, Hey, it's expected to be sunset on this season. Yeah. And at some point in time in the show, I have to make a rant about that because somebody was not happy that I didn't rant about it. I think it may have been two people. I think I saw two separate comments about it. Really? They were, they right. were shocked, shocked about the uh, you not screaming about it. Now, should we get this out of the way at the beginning of the show that, so that people know, is there a respawn rant? Yeah, kind of. No, that doesn't sound like you're dedicated to this respawn rant. This just means <laughs> no, that we're really? forcing you into a respawn rant. We want more. Uh, you're not forcing me. I can definitely do the rant. The rant is not the problem. I can I can get very passionate about the rant. I just you know just okay. I'll, I'll I'll do it. It's going to be a thing. Hey, dear listener, we'll, we'll just say the name like Titan Wind Guardian Games and Antaeus <laughs> Wars to him for like thirty seconds to get him worked up. 
then we'll unleash him. No, not about that rant. Not about that. I've already said my piece on that. No, 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 no not about that. But but just just to help fuel the fire of anger. Not, not about you know. So you can rant about the proper thing, but just so you're good at anger. The last things you've been angry about. So you can bring all that anger together. That's that's the idea here. We have to charge you like a sheriff tower. <laughs> yeah. So Smokey yeah. LeBear on uh, our Podbean site commented that he can't believe Respawn didn't rant for three hours about sunsetting. It felt so uncharacteristic of him. Well, hopefully we, we fueled the fire there and stoked it and done something to getting motivated well, to actually do something. I'll, this I'll week. give you the rant this week, but you should know the last few weeks I've been feeling very under the weather for various reasons, but that shouldn't have affected me giving you guys what you rightfully deserve. And I apologize for that. And I don't apologize for much. So just know that that comes from the heart. Or at least what I think is a heart. What people tell me a heart should be in that general location. Kind of. It's where your fusion core is. Yeah. What? Yeah. Huh? Exactly. So I guess we should talk about uh, decrypting our futures. I thought he was going to go into a rant. Oh, that's why I stayed silent. I thought he actually oh, was going to go into your okay, rant. Okay. Oh, all right. Well, all right. Well, all right. Look, look. Well, why look, were you saving look. it? What was it about? I don't know. I just, I didn't. I, oh god. I, I don't know yeah. how you had the show set up. I didn't want to just jump in like I usually do all the time. But if you want a rant, I'll give you a damn rant, Bungie. <laughs> is messing with the stuff that we've all earned, right? Whether it be RNG and with somebody with RNG like mine is is a job in itself, right? Or through actual hard work doing the quest to get to get to, 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 to get to get things right, Francis. whatever it may be, whether it be the mountaintop, which I'm actually specifically upset about. I didn't think about grenade launchers. I was thinking more along the lines of, like, <clears throat> God, my voice is already cracking. I was thinking more along the lines of um, Luna's Howl, Not Forgotten, the Recluse, things like that. Right? I was thinking of those. Um, because th- you use them more often than you use the other ones, right? And then when Parody said the mountaintop, that right there, that's probably why I didn't rant about it, because it hurt, right? It broke my heart. It didn't anger me. I was sad, you know? And it, it's the kind of sadness that, that you have whenever there's a big present waiting for you on the Christmas under the Christmas tree, and there's nothing in it but but socks, you know? It's that kind of sadness. And I didn't, I didn't know how to, to address the way that I was feeling because normally I just feel anger. Sadness is a new thing for me, you know? So that being said, you know, I, 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 didn't, I didn't rant about it then because, you know, I was, I was reeling after the news that I, that I just, just realized after Parody had said it. But, okay, I'm going on a tangent here. The fact that Bungie is going to be sunsetting stuff that we've worked hard on is ridiculous, right? At the very least, I can understand sunsetting world drops. Even though RNG is a job in itself, like I said, you should not be sunsetting the things that we've had to actually put in work to get, right? And, and complicated work. I mean, they've already done their Luna's Howl and Not Forgotten. They shouldn't have done that. They need to bring those back for the people that have earned it. But whatever, right? That's not going to happen. But for the other things that we have, you know, whether it be the Recluse, which already got nerfed, the Mountaintop, which hasn't been nerfed as of this podcast, right? It's probably coming down the chain too. 
You know, all those that we've had to earn, and especially the mountaintop, because not only is it the best grenade launcher slash rocket launcher, it is by far the hardest one that I've had to do, right? I've got my Not Forgotten. I'm sorry, I've got my Luna's Howl. I'm more than halfway for the Not Forgotten, and that was in one season, right? I only did, like, I don't know. I only farmed for the Not Forgotten for, like, a... Uh, a month maybe and i already got more than halfway done with as little as i play crucible right so that's not going to be hard to, to finish off but the mountaintop was by far the hardest thing that i've had to do in this game and i hated the fact that they're going to sunset that thing right that is not cool you need to leave the pinnacle weapons alone don't sunset them don't nerf them they're pinnacle for a reason i've already done a rant on that part but you definitely shouldn't sunset them Sunset the world drops. Cool. Because a lot of people use the world drops like, like the spare rations on PC, right? That is everywhere on PC. Sunset that. That's the world drop. Okay? I get that. Sunset other things that, that people are using for world drops so that they can use other archetypes of those weapons. But the pinnacle weapons, you shouldn't sunset. Leave them the hell alone. I don't know why Bungie does these things, you know? Why do you have to... to, to on the hard work you players have put to grind in this game, you're all you're you're saying it's all about the grind. It's all about the grind. And when people put in the work to do the grind to get the weapons, you come back and you say, "Yeah, now we're nerfing it. Yeah, now we're sunsetting it." You make us not want to grind if we know it's gonna go away. That is stupid. I think you're shooting yourself in the foot, right? At least when it comes to 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 mission esque type weapons, Felwinter's Lie. Freaking uh, Not Forgotten, Luna's Howl, Mountaintop, all those. Things that you have to do a mission for to get, that you have to work for, leave those the hell alone, right? People have put, pe people have put effort into getting those, and they shouldn't be touched ever, ever. Recycle the world drops. Totally get it, right? Those need to come and go as the world changes, this and that and the other, whatever. Justify that however you want. But the stuff that we've earned, that we've put blood, sweat, and in some cases tears in getting, those shouldn't be touched ever. And the fact that you sunset those, shame on you, Bungie. You take the, the wind out of my sails when you say things like that. You make me not want to play your game, and you especially make me not want to grind things. I don't even have the Felwinner's Light, right? Because I know we get it now. And A, it's going to get nerfed because it's going to be better than all the other shotguns, supposedly. Or B, it's going to get sunset. Why do I want to put in the work to get a gun that's going to be sunset? I don't. I really don't. And people are going to be, well, for one season it's going to be, or for one year it's going to be good or whatever, whatever. Okay. I could get behind that argument. For one year it's going to be good. You get a whole year to play with it if you're lucky, right? If it doesn't get nerfed. But after that, it's gone. You, you're saying that, but you've had a good couple of years with these weapons. I know you've only just got Mountaintop in the last six months. And I'll, I'll just give people a rundown on what we've had. So season four, or just before season four, we had Redrick's Claymore. Season four, we had Redrick's Broadsword and Luna's Howl and Not Forgotten. Season five, which was season of the Forge, was your Mountaintop. Season six was your Recluse. Season seven was the Revoker, which is the sniper. And then we haven't had a pinnacle for season eight, nine, or ten, have we? For no, we've had rituals. 
which is like a pinnacle, but easier. And that's another thing I, I would throw into that classification as rituals as well. Don't touch the rituals. Leave them the hell alone. You've had time to play with the weapons. Mm-hmm. So why you arrive for, say, Felwinter's Light to go away in a year's time after you get it? Because you'll have a whole year's worth of playing with it. Is it the fact that you haven't had a whole year to play with your mountaintop? You should have, you know, at least another three to the time six limit is months irrelevant to play with it. For me, the time limit is irrelevant, right? Because you don't know how long it took some people to actually acquire that thing, right? Let's say, let's say mountaintop comes out day one, year one. I'm just using mm-hmm. this as an example. It didn't, right? But let's say mountaintop comes out day one, year one. And remember how hard that quest was before it got nerfed? Some people yeah. it took four, five, six, seven, eight months to do, right? Yeah. Also, haven't done it. So that means they have two months to play with it before it gets sunset. Two to four months, right? Right. That's wrong. Shouldn't happen like that. Now, what I'm what saying, sen- things that you have scenario to work. Yeah. You, what scenario are you using these weapons? What do you mean? Are you using them PVE or PVP? Uh, well, it, it all depends. Like, whenever I do the dungeon, I have the mountaintop, because it two shots the yellow bars, right? right? Um, if I'm feeling frisky, I'll take it into PvP, because, I mean, it, it's really good. When you jump in the air, you shoot down, people die. It's great, mm-hmm. you know? And somebody's coming at you with a shotgun, guess what? Mountaintop equalizes the, the playing field, you know? Yeah. So, you could use it in either scenario. I don't, I don't see the point that you're getting at. Well, the point I'm getting at is that you will still be able to use these weapons in PvP. You won't be able to use them in the, say, Trials dungeon. or Iron Banner. Or you dungeon. possibly might be able to use them in the dungeons because they haven't said that they're going to increase the light in those places. So they did say in last week's 12 that you may still be able to equip weapons and armor that are lower level light and still be able to you know, progress in some areas. They haven't said that they're going to bring those up. Now, all, you know, the new stuff that's coming through, the new higher tier stuff, as I said, like Trials and Iron Banner will continue to be light, you know, progressive, that it will keep going up and up, and you'll have to have the higher tier gear to possibly succeed. I mean, I've seen players with blue items in Iron Banner and still wreck. You know, they're like being 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 light lower. And still tearing the place up. So yeah, but I can still imagine those. They're a good player. That's not a scenario for the weapon. That's a scenario for the player. But they still using that. that In that instance, yeah. But in that instance, you're comparing apples and oranges. They can use whatever the hell they want. They can run around just punching people if they're that good. That doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Also, those blue weapons aren't sunset because those blue weapons light can come all the way up too. No, they can't. If you pull it from your inventory, it'll be whatever the inventory light is. So it's not super low, like 750. It'll be sometimes you get 980 something light. So you can yeah. get them to drop at a thousand at the moment. So, so even then, even in that situation, it's not necessarily the same because the light level is still there, right? What about these two uh, machine guns that we have? The 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 air apparent, right? And then. Uh, it escapes me. The one that can't crit but has explosive rounds on it. The one that everybody's using in the raid that I'm supposed to get today. Before I get that. Thank you. Yeah, but they are exotic, so it doesn't count. doesn't matter with them. Oh, you're right. Fair enough. 
Okay. Um, you're you're more concerned about the pinnacles and. Those I'm more concerned about through. anything that you had to do a mission and you had to jump through a bunch of hoops to earn, which is That's more or less thing. the pinnacles. And and the rituals to the a rituals. lesser extent. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, same thing. Pinnacle ritual. Anything that was the 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 carrot at the end of the stick, you had to work for. Exactly. They should be in the same classification as the exotics, meaning at how the how how they're going to be not sunset. They should go up there because you had to do something specific to own theirs. They weren't wall drops. You but, had to go out. You had to do a specific thing things. to get them. I want new huh? things. I want better things. I want more interesting. You can things. have new things. No, the the world drops. You're going to have new and better world drops, right? That you're still going to have new things that you can use for other stuff. You know, like like for example, a lot of people use the beloved inside the crucible, right? They don't use the mountaintop. They don't use whatever else. They use the beloved. Beloved's going to get sunset. It's a world drop, right? You're going to get another sniper that's as good or better. You're going to get another grenade right? launcher that's as good or better. Then the mountaintop? No. Says the man who okay. doesn't have one and doesn't care to grind for his. <laughs> I do have one. No. Parody. I am that man. Oh. Who you said says the man after I was talking? I'm like, uh, have it. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, okay. So, what happens if I throw this scenario out for you? Say I'm Bungie. Right? And Bungie. I hate I'm Bungie. You. And for the next, I don't know, in say about two seasons' time, there is an opportunity to not masterwork, but make your mountain top exotic. So, there's, like, there's an exotic core that you have to go and do something like do the same amount of stuff that you had to do to originally earn your mountaintop. You could then have an exotic recluse. You could have the exotic mountaintop. So that these weapons then are, are taken out of that. They're too powerful for legendaries, but they are now exotic. So you're now taking up an exotic slot for that item. Compromise is the key word there. Would it be a compromise? Absolutely. Would it be the same thing? No, because they're legendaries, which means that's, that's one of the best things about the Pinnacles is they're legendaries and not exotics. The problem was originally it was that the weapons, those Pinnacles and those ritual weapons were too high a power to compete against exotics. And exotics should be those things that are things that you want to chase and things that you want to use in place of a legendary. They are meant to be more powerful or more user kind of advantage that's why mm -hmm. you, you have those exotics so when they created these pinnacles i think that they they tried to make unique weapons but i think they didn't see the long term of we've got to keep this thing keep being empowered with light and, and bringing it up and up and up but if they were able to turn it into an exotic version of that weapon like they did with destiny one i think that would be one way of actually satisfying some of the community and saying well if you go and do this you can get this exotic core, which would then upgrade that into an exotic. You could then forever and forevermore increase that light of that weapon. But you are giving up your exotic slot so that you're not having an exotic and something like the recluse, which is nearly an exotic in your energy slot, and then having, you know, whatever in the, your, yeah, your heavy. I, I know what you're trying to say. And and I can I can get behind that. Two things. A, as a compromise, meaning we can't get it any other way. And B, they bring all the pinnacles up to pre-nerf status before they make them exotic. So Luna's Howl, Not Forgotten, Recluse, all of those that have been nerfed, you unnerf them, make them exotics, and then I can get behind that. 
if you're going to bring them into the exotic pool, you want to make them as an equivalent or something that's going to be, do I use Ace of Spades or do I use the Not Forgotten kind of thing? I mean, that that way, the, those quests could still be there in the Crucible. You could still go and get your Lunar's Hell, your Not Forgotten, but then you have to then do this extra quest to for each item to then make those exotic. And once you've done that, that unlocks the exotic version of those that are then you know as you said more powerful i think that would be a way of still keeping the law of those weapons and still keeping that kind of okay of but you they would still have to, have to they would still quest. have to they would still have to put them at their pre-nerf status right because that's one of the things that they nerfed was how luna's how works uh how 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 the, the game perk yeah i know what you mean um yeah the you can't compete with me so it doesn't magnificent matter. how the magnificent howl. Mm -hmm. So they they changed how that worked, and then on top of that, they they messed with the guns' range, right? So put those back to to where they were, and then bring down because I think the only thing affected for hand cannons was their range, their effective range, right? So make that exotic, and then bring its range down to other exotic hand cannons in that category. That okay would be a compromise, but okay, so, so aside can, from that, what can we say that we we've quelled the beast and we we've, we've weathered the storm we're now out of the respawn rant mm, for now, <laughs> for now. give me a bit i might come up with something else he wanted three hours man i can fill three hours with complaining no but nobody said that. we want three hours worth of complaining <laughs> <laughs> are you sure three hours yeah only three hours come on now it's rookie numbers so, yeah. so now we've had that that slight detour of a respawn rant should we continue with this week at bungie Hi, hi. And the parade of guns. Yes. guns. Last week, Bungie did a deep dive on how loot will evolve season over season. And with the upcoming additional of max power level to your gear, players have been asking how acquisition methods will be changing. They've got a breakdown from the Destiny devs on how they're going to keep the items you've earned from legendary engrams and core activities relevant during given season. So today they're going to talk about some changes that are coming season 11 to the way that the world loot pools work. And at the moment, because the world loot pools serve as a baseline for all legendary gear that can be earned across all activities, they want to make it updated and refresh it seasonally with meta's relevant weapons. So some of which were previously exclusive to specific activities like Gambit or Crucible. They say that the shared loot pool can be unwieldy. If you're looking for a specific role on a weapon, a pool too large can make it statistically challenging to find. So much less with the roles you want. Starting next season in season 11, it will be curated both for relevance and overall size to strike a balance between the number of rewards and chances to get a sought after drop. Every wait, season. Hold on. Wait, what will be curated? All of them? No, no, no. The, they're the going to create the pool, not a created role. They're curating the pool. So at the moment, if you actually look at the loot pool, which I, I did go away and look at the loot pool, and I'll, I'll go through with you guys in a minute and let people know. But the loot pool is absolutely huge at what you can actually get out of an engram that can drop at Rahul. Oh, those. From yeah, yeah, like okay. the Gunsmith, from Crucible, from Gambit, from Strikes. It's, it just it encompasses so much, and you wouldn't have believed how much stuff is just kind of just floating there. But they've just kind of on yeah everything in there. So that's why they're saying it's really hard to get a roll of a weapon that you really want. You know, it's if you've got the time and effort, you can build up your shards and you can go and splurge it at Rahul and just 
get as many engrams you can want and and see what roles you can get or just play the game over and over and over again like we do and just hope cross your fingers that you get a good role so they're going to kind of curate what you can get from the world loophole from engrams going forward in season 11 every season gear from previous seasons will be added and any gear that will no longer have max power level greater than or equal to the current season cap will be cycled out to ensure that drops are power relevant in the current season so this is where they get into the long list of what's available in the current well what's going to be available in season 11 starting june 9th. starting june 9th so i've gone through all of these weapons i believe there's 30 that are going to be available in this loot pool starting with uriel's gift again oh, yeah. Euro's Gift is a really good auto rifle. It's a precision frame, which the recoil is predictably more vertical. It's an energy auto rifle at 450 RPMs, and it's an arc. And I found a video by Aztacross detailing why you might want this. And for nearly every weapon that they're going to say that's available next season, I've found an equivalent kind of either a god roll video or a review on it and what perks you should be looking out for on these weapons. And I'll, I'll go through it with you guys. So it's the Ethia FR4, which is a high impact, slow firing and high damage, more accurate with stationary and aiming down sights, fusion rifle, which is solar. And True Vanguard has a role for PvP. And T Glizzy has a role for PvE that you should be checking out. And I'll link all of these in the show notes. The Old Fashioned, which is a 140 RPM adaptive frame, a kinetic hand cannon. It's a well-rounded grip, reliable and sturdy. And as you might have seen in the Crucible, it's quite prevalent. And Deicide has a good PvP god roll guide for that. Now, unfortunately, the Moss Epoch 3, which is an aggressive frame, high damage and recoil, rocket launcher, arc, doesn't have a god roll video, and I wonder why. But it's in the loophole and we've got to make do with it. Uh, we have Hawthorne's Fieldford shotgun, which is a lightweight frame, so you move faster with the weapon equipped. And it's an 80 RPM kinetic uh, shotgun. And Hazed and Confused has a good review on this and what perks you should be looking out for. Um, I'm just going to say that I have one that's got full auto and one-two punch, and that thing is disgusting. There's Respawn's recommendation for you. There you go. So we also have the Last Hope, which is an Omelon adaptive frame. So what I found quite interesting was when you're actually looking at some of these frames, they may say that it's an adaptive frame, an aggressive frame. And depending on what kind of weapon it is, they slightly modify it to what it can do. So although you may see like an aggressive frame on a shotgun, it may say that it's high damage and recoil, but it may also say something else. So it's it was i found it quite interesting looking at some of these so the omelon adaptive frame as i said for the last hope says it's well-rounded reliable fires a three-round burst and it's an energy sidearm in arc and it's a 491 rpm uh, marcus b gaming uh, reviews it and mtash has a pvp role that you should look out for the timelines vertex which is an adaptive frame energy fusion which is solar and it's a 660 base charge time op gaming has a review for pvp and pve the interference sticks which is an adaptive frame heavy grenade launcher again arc it's 120 rpm and pause reset and play has a review for pve and if you're playing on pc specifically 
I don't think he has any videos, but look up God Rolls for Dire Promise, which is kind of a better version of uh, the old-fashioned on PC, and, of course, Spare Rations. So those are what you want to look out for you, if you're you into just, hand you cannons just, on PC. Right. Spare Rations isn't in this loot pool. Oh, oh, in that specific loot pool. Yeah, so, I thought you were just battling things off. About thanks for that. So Dire Promise, as Respawn just said, is a lightweight frame, which is superb handling. You move faster with this weapon equipped, and it's a kinetic hand cannon. It's 150 RPM, and Deicide has a god roll guide for you for that. Oh, True Prophecy <laughs> is another hand cannon, which is an aggressive frame. Again, high damage and high recoil. It kinetics. It's 110 RPM, and Spear Gaming has a god roll guide for PvE and PvP. The Giant 7 uh, Pulse Rifle. It's an adaptive frame, well-rounded grip and reliable and sturdy. Energy Pulse, Arc, 390 RPM, and Cool Guy has a PvP and PvE guide for it. And he did most of these like done over like a good couple of months ago, but because that's kind of relevant now, this is why I've gone away and found yeah. them. No, it's, it's super good. Super duper good. You've got the Enigma's Draw, which is a precision frame kinetic sidearm uh, the recoil is predictably more vertical on this one and it's 260 p 260 rpm marcus b gaming has a guide for this and destiny fun please has his video entitled enigma is elite so that's two for you to check out on that one the distant tumulus which is a rapid fire i believe this is like the vice frame so it's like very very fast firing and it slightly faster reload when the magazine's empty uh, this is a, an energy sniper, solar, 140 RPM. Eero has got a guide on 140 RPM sniper rifles, but it's more of a kind of PVE DPS gun. So it's it's not amazing. Again, like the Mossack Epoch 3, we've got to deal with these things that are just in the loop pool. You never know, they might tune these and tweak them. They might actually become relevant. Uh, the escape velocity, which is a lightweight frame, superb handling, move faster with this weapon equipped kinetic submachine gun at 900 RPM. And EK Gene has a guide for a Vorpal and Overflow version. And what I found quite interesting about watching that was that he could get up to like 72 bullets in the magazine. So when you're taking down uh, barrier champions with the Vorpal, it actually kind of really kicked in that you could melt, you know, the shields down the really weapon? quickly. It's the escape velocity, and it's apparently it's the oh, only submachine okay. gun that can roll with Vorpal and Overflow. So that's when you pick up um, Special, I believe, that it overflows your magazine. Doubles your magazine size, as I have talked yep. about many times about a gun two down on the left. But yeah, Overflow, yeah, yeah. overflow is, it, again, if, you, if it's, it's a perk worth looking out for if you just need more bullets. Or if again, yeah, like Atlanta even said, if you're trying to take down champions and and you can almost get you get that shield down with a clip, overflow will double your clip size. Throw an impended mag on there or something, you just shoot for days. It's great. Hmm. We also have the Honor's Edge adaptive frame. You've got to use this to launch a heavy uppercut. Heavy attacks are stronger with full energy. Attacks partially bypass elemental shields, and that's as it you know alludes to. It's a heavy sword, which is arc. And then Parody's favorite gun, the Gnawing Hunger, which mm -hmm. is an adaptive frame. It's a well-rounded grip, reliable and sturdy energy auto rifle, which is a void. 
at 600 RPM, and which is the kind of flavor of the month for the ultra rifles at the moment. Jarv has a guide on this weapon, and basically look out for the curated role that you can get with Overflow and Rampage. Yes. Uh, and yes, I believe sure. the curated role is the only one that will drop with the Overflow perk on us. Yes. It can be a tended mag, and that's the one you know, I refer to as the sweeter business because you can put about 90 bullets into that gun and just you know per magazine and just unload it's and it's stable it's just phenomenal i know uh fun police has done a couple of videos in the crucible with it it's it's in a really good spot right now so we also have a couple of bows there's the arsenic bite 4b which is a lightweight frame yeah recurved bow draw quickly and move faster while this weapon is equipped its arc and the initial draw time is 612 i don't have any videos for that because apart from one that i saw m tash raging around to all getting quite upset with it i couldn't find look anything i'm gonna tell of... you what it is i'm gonna tell you what it is what I you want what on there is. is you want no 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 the the role you want is explosive head and rampage with the masterwork for um drawstring time and okay oh that's so good it's so good you can fire off an arrow every 0.6 seconds and then okay. of course it has the explosive head so extra damage and then you build up rampage on that monster it's so good it's such a good bow it's my favorite it is my go-to bow anything pve related well see you'll be glad that it's sticking around in the loop pool for next season so it'll at least be relevant for another year i already have my god roll though i did find a video from uh nexus arsenic bite you know pvp best combat bow in destiny 2 okay you know, a lot of people, a lot of people I play with, they see me using arsenic bite, and the first thing they ask me is, "Why don't you use the hush? You don't like the hush? I love the hush, but with the arsenic bite, you just you don't you don't have to hip fire, right? You don't have to worry about tagging that hip fire shot. You can just side in, fire off, and and still build up that damage. And it's it's the hush is not a bad bow, right? For those people that keep asking me, it's not a bad bow at all. It's a great bow." If you can learn how to hit fire that thing, you're going to be a monster. And for but people that don't know what fire, Hush is and where you can get Hush from, just to quickly explain. Hush Hush is the Gambit uh, pinnacle bow. And um, you have to go to Gambit. you got to go to the Drifter, pick up the quest for it, if it's still available. Um, go, in the, go in Gambit, shoot a bunch of things with bows, and then you get the Hush. And the thing about the Hush is it's already got a real quick draw time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if you hit fire and you get a critical hit, not a kill, you just hit somebody in their crit, your draw time goes from 0.6 seconds, six seconds to 0.3 seconds. So you can fire off three to four arrows a second if you if you do it right. It is incredibly fast firing. It doesn't come with explosive head, it doesn't come with any of that. It's got opening, opening shot, shot, it's got uh Whatever the perk is, will you hit fire? Yeah. That stuff. It's 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 a great bow. Don't get me wrong, but as far as like just an an all around good bow that you don't have to hit fire first, I would definitely go with arsenic bite, explosive head, rampage, and uh, draw 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 time masterwork. Okay. The other two perks don't matter, but in the other two perks, you get something to increase your accuracy or your draw time. It's even better. Okay. That's the one I refer to as the sweet bosness because you can just unload with that thing. The sweet bosness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. So 
main ingredient, which is a precision frame energy fusion rifle, ARC, uh, 740 base charge time. Again, it's a, as I said, precision frame. Recoil is predicting more vertical. True Vanguard has a guide on it for that if you're looking to get one of those. And what was we that? then have, huh? It's what was that? in front of you. I don't no. have this in front of me. Where he hasn't looked. Um, the document he sent, the TWAB itself. Pick one. So next we have the Outrageous Fortune, which is a rapid fire frame. Um, deeper ammo reserve, slightly faster reload when the ammo, when the magazine is empty, and that's a heavy grenade launcher. Solar, 150 RPM. Truth Teller, which is a lightweight frame, one-shot handheld grenade launcher with remote detonation. Hold to fire and release to detonate. And as I said, energy grenade launcher, void, 90 RPM. Nature of the Beast, precision frame, hand cannon, which uh, recoil pattern on this weapon is predictably more vertical and it fires quickly and with high accuracy. Arc and 180 RPM. Now another good one that's got a couple of good guides. We've got the last perdition which is an adaptive frame, energy pulse rifle, void, 390 RPM, and plunder the booty. I believe we highlighted this a couple of months back. I'm re-highlighting it again because it is a very good pulse rifle. It's along the same kind of archetype as your Hawksaw or your Suros PDX from Destiny 1. Very good. Same kind of archetype as the Giant 7. It's quite fast firing. Not super fast as like the Claws of the Wolf and the Horrors Lease. Yeah. From, yeah. So it's not like the five forties, but three ninety. It's a good, decent one. And plunder the booty's got a good guide on what you should be looking at. It, for it doesn't that. have to fire fast though, because it hits harder. You mm. can two to three tap somebody with it. We then have the bad omens, which is an aggressive frame, high damage and recoil, rocket launcher, void, and fallout place as a PVE god roll guide for you for that. So the PVP which thing, is just yeah. the curated roll. No, it's not. <laughs> What do you mean? It's then not... we have just watch the video, and then we have Nightwatch, which is a lightweight frame kinetic scout rifle, 200 RPM. Again, it's one of these ones that is superb handling, move faster while this weapon is equipped. And Unknown has a PvP and gameplay review guide for you. Toil and Trouble, which is an aggressive frame kinetic shotgun, though hard hitting, high recoil, and increases the rate of fire after a kill. That's 55 RPM. And Fallout Plays has a shotgun comparison for this one. Or does he ever? <laughs> the, the Lord of Shotguns has a comparison for you. Um, Wishbringer, which is a rapid fire frame, and it fires full auto with deeper ammo reserves, faster reload when the weapon is empty, energy shotgun, solar, 140 RPM. Then we have the Last Dance, which is again an Omelon adaptive frame, well rounded, reliable. Fires three round bursts. And it's an energy sidearm, which is ARC, a 491 RPM. And Marcus B Gaming has another god roll guide for you for that. We then have the Lonesome, which is a precision frame kinetic sidearm, 260 RPM. And Cool Guy has a five minute of frames guide. And True Vanguard has a best sidearm video on that one. Then we have the Long Shadow, which is an adaptive frame kinetic sniper, 90 RPM. And the Steel Syllabus Z14, which is an adaptive frame heavy sword. And that's it. That's what they kind of round out for you for what's going to be available. So I thought, you know, I can go one better because at the bottom of that, they go, 
If you still need a weapon or weapon rolls from the current Vanguard, Crucible or Gambit playlist that isn't on the list, go grab it now. Well, what's on the list then, Bungie? What's not on the list, Bungie? I've now got to go and work this out for myself. And for all of you, your listeners, because we have a Night Demon and you don't. He has worked it out. I, I yes. Well, I've, I guess it's 99.9% accurate. There could be a few things that slip through the pool because I did. I had to go to the gunsmith and just keep plowing. How many tokens did you use to compile this list? I, I, I just, I, my, my, um, my weapon frames slowly depleted because I was getting the same role, same weapon over and over again for quite a few rolls. I was like, oh, I just want, just want variation. I just want to know what is here and what is going away. Right. So, going away also, items. Yes. Also, um, I still disagree with what you said about the bad omens. I don't care what's in that video. Because the curated role is 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 the best role. You get impact casing. It's got aggressive tracking. It's got cluster bombs. It's got a freaking blast radius masterwork. Cluster it's, bombs. It's got everything bro. you need in a package. Look, boom. Cluster bombs used to be good. When you speak to Fallout, you can tell him about his video. Oh, I'm gonna uh, tell him. Good. So these are the items that are going away. And what we'll probably do is we'll give our recommendations of what to go and look for before they go away. Once we do that, I'll collate some another couple of God Roll guides for what's going to go away that you possibly might want to get. So we have the Crooked Fang 4FR, which is a precision frame, heavy linear fusion rifle, which is void, which is one of those things that just constantly drops. But it is a good weapon. Again, 533 base charge time. Is this one that you guys would recommend getting as a linear fusion rifle for heavy? There are some good, good rolls on it, aren't there? There's some good rolls, but there are, I think, are better linear fusions out there, like the Gambit one. Oh, the Crucible one, sorry. Okay. The Komodo Ritual one. Yeah, the Ritual one. Yeah, I've the Dragon. Yeah, a couple something. crooked things. It can drop us some fun stuff. It just, it's not an archetype I've used very much to really be able to have a intelligent comment. I, I think you can get things like um, uh, they can definitely uh, like box breathing and some other stuff on them that are. It's not know, good. Role. It's it's uh, what's the one that that's kind of the energy backup symbol, plan? backup plan. That's the yes. one. It's got backup plan on it. So if you get one that's got, I believe, quick draw and backup plan, it's very good in like Crucible and Gambit. I've I've been like, they've appeared and just like shot, shot. That's it. They're out again kind of thing so it's an interesting one the zenobia d which is a hake precision frame uh heavy rocket launcher very much now i i wasn't aware of this until i actually kind of read the details of it it fires small auto tracking missiles which missiles lock onto the targets the frame it's auto tracking yep the the frame has got tracking built into it so Mm. if you get something like i'd say cluster You've auto- it automatically got your tracking and then something else that's going to do something to enhance that. Look, weapon. I got the role for you when it comes to that. The role that you want when it comes to that is you want auto-loading holster, right? Yeah, good one. You yeah. want a cluster bomb. Mm-hmm. You want high-velocity rounds because you want it to get to the target before the target can get out the way so that the tracking is more effective. Um, and then you want a masterwork for blast radius. The first column, I don't really have an opinion about that first column, but yeah. High velocity rounds, auto loading holster, cluster bomb, blast radius, masterwork. That's going to be the best role for the Zenobia D. Okay. 
No turning back, which is a precision frame kinetic primary bow with a draw time of 720 as a base. Have you got an opinion on this one, Respawn? It sucks. Okay, so you don't care it's going away, and no. neither do we. Subtle Calamity, which is again precision frame compound bow, longer draw time, optimized for damage, uh, energy bow, void. Meh. Okay. Sorry, what'd you say? I was reading something. What? <laughs> Subtle Calamity no. bow. Any thoughts or opinions? No, it's, it's also a very oh. good bow. Uh, Arsenic Bite and Subtle Calamity are the two go tos you're going to want. Okay. Put down the Subtle Calamity because it's going away. It's going away. Yeah, you get but it I mean, you can. It, it, yeah, if you if you already have one, or if you want to get a hold of it, uh, you can get Dragonfly and Explosive Head, and you could also get the Masterwork for Draw Time on it, which brings its draw time down to. They can get all the way down to like six twenty two, which is really fast, uh, especially okay. if you have the Dragonfly and Explosive Head on there. So, I think you can also get Rampage and Explosive Head, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that's also another very good role. And I still haven't been able to figure this out, even though it shows that it has more impact than the uh, Arsenic Bite. The Arsenic Bite kills things in one shot that the Subtle Calamity does not. Okay. So I don't know why that is. Even though the Subtle Calamity has higher impact, Zenobia D, with the same role, kills things the Subtle Calamity doesn't. Not Zenobia D. <laughs> The arsenic bite. Yeah, you, you can't compare apples to oranges here. Yeah. <laughs> Rocket so, launcher, I suppose. Rocket launcher makes it terrible, let me tell you. It, like, you have them both, like, especially if there's a singe. If there's a void singe, obviously get the explosive head, rampage, uh, draw time, uh, subtle calamity. And if it's anything else, arsenic bite with the same role. Okay. So through Fire and Flood, which is an adaptive frame heavy grenade launcher, the ARC, 120 RPM, we have the world famous, and I know Tefty Tef's going to be very upset about this, Edge Transit adaptive frame heavy grenade launcher, Void, 120 RPM, is going away. I'm going to put my, my uh, guess in now that instead of going away, it's going to be the only thing you get come season 12 for the first 12 Forever? drops. The edge Transit. <laughs> After you've gotten your requisite number of edge transits, then the rest of the loop pool is unlocked. It'll be yeah. an edge transit. You have, you have to get as many edge transits as everybody else, and then it'll go away. Right. Uh, so you have an edge transit for every slot in your inventory. They're going to keep dropping. <laughs> <laughs> That's we have the Terran Wind, which is a rapid fire frame, a heavy grenade launcher, solar, 150 RPM. Death by Scorn, which is the aggressive burst. Hard-hitting two-burst fire, energy sidearm, which is void, 325 RPM. Now, this one's going to be missed, because I know this one is one of those ones that everybody seems to like at the moment. The rapid-fire frame Misfit, which has deeper ammo reserves, slightly faster reload when the magazine is empty. Energy auto-rifle, which is ARC. Uh, as I said, I, I believe I said 720 RPM. So it's on the same line as Steel Feather Repeater, which was the ones that you could get from... The obelisk in season of the worthy. So, whereas the steel feather was a primary, this was the equivalent in the energy slot. Again, I will find a, a god roll guide for you for the misfit because that is one that I recommend. As going forward, they did say they were going to do. They did say they're going to touch the auto rifles. I think across the board, they're going to adjust the six hundred RPMs. 
So the 720s might come up a little bit more in PvP. So this may be one to look out for if you're going to be able to get it before it goes away. The 10 paces, adaptive frame, well-rounded grip, reliable and steady primary hand cannon, which is 140 RPM. Now, this is one that I remember that's being paired with the Oathkeeper set for the Hunters at the moment, because it's one of the only weapons that you can get, I believe it's quick draw and the explosive payload or explosive rounds on, so that it works really well with the Monarch builds. So that'd be one that I'm looking out for. Duke MK44, aggressive aim, high damage and high recoil primary hand cannon, which is 120 RPM. Again, going away. The Go Figure Aggressive Burst, hard-hitting, four-burst fire, primary pulse rifle, 450 RPMs. The Cut and Run, high-impact frame, slow-firing and high-damage weapon is more accurate when stationary and aiming down sights. Energy Scout Rifle, ARC, 150 RPM. You have the Badlander, which is the rapid-fire frame, energy shotgun, ARC, 140 RPM. Smuggler's Word, aggressive burst. Hard-hitting two-burst fire kinetic sidearm, 325 RPM. The translation theory, adaptive frame, well-rounded grip, reliable and steady energy sidearm, solar, 300 RPM. Another one that may be missed, I'm not sure yet. So it's the Half Dan D. Do know that Destiny Fun Police has given this one a shout out from time to time, saying that it's quite a good um, auto rifle. It's a high-impact frame. Slow firing, high damage, but the weapon is more accurate when stationary and aiming down sights. And it's a kinetic auto rifle at 360 RPM. Now, another one that's disappearing from the end grounds, but I'm not entirely sure if it's disappearing entirely, is the Erentil. So this is, again, the high impact frame, slow firing, high damage fusion rifle. And its base charge time is 860. And this is one that is quite prevalent in PvP for vooping people across the map. The Valkadin, uh, I'm, I'm pouring one out for the Valkadin here because I like the Valkadin. Rapid fire frame, deeper ammo reserves, slightly faster reload when the magazine is empty. This is an energy auto rifle at 720 RPMs and it's solar. Again, it's in the same kind of archetype as the Misfit, but it's it seems to be a little bit more sturdy. You can get things like dynamic sway on it, which is going to be, we'll come to it later on, is going to be... Um, tuned in the next season so it's going to be a, a quite a good one to actually look out for so if you can get a weapon with like the dynamic sway on it uh, the valkadin is definitely one that that can drop on and i'll link a a god roll for that the black scorpion 4sr which is a vice rapid fire frame full auto deeper ammo reserves and slightly faster reload when the magazine is empty and this is an energy scout it's arc it's 260 rpm and i know what you're thinking you're thinking Nobody uses scout rifles, but it's equivalent to Randy's throwing knife, which is your primary version. This is the energy version. It's it's literally, I'd say, a carbon copy. You can get some really, really good rolls on the Black Scorpion. And, for example, the one that I've got, Rangefinder, Moving Target, Accurized Rents, and the Range Masterwork. So the impact is 45, the range is 50, the stability is 59, handling's 39, Reload speed doesn't matter because once you've emptied it, it's ridiculous. And the aim assist is 56. It has 18 in the magazine, but it, it's a very, very good fast firing energy weapon. So if you don't want to use the Randy's throwing knife, this is definitely one to have in your energy slot. And I do, you know, I love it so much. Just as a side note, 
to get my Randy's throwing knife, I was using that and the um the primary exotic that used to be uh, Mita, the Mita multi tool, and that to get my Randy's, mm. and <laughs> they're both phenomenal. So we also have the Probinda D or Probina Probina D. It's an aggressive frame, high damage, high recoil, primary hand cannon, 100 BM. I haven't really heard much about that one. The Elegy 49, which is an adaptive frame, energy sniper, void, 90 RPM. Again, another one I haven't really kind of heard much about. The Einstein D, which is an impact frame, slow firing and high damage. Weapon is more accurate when stationary and aiming down sights. This is a kinetic pulse, 340 RPM. So if you weren't able to get your Redrix Broadsword or Redrix Claymore, this is the equivalent that kind of drops in the loophole at the moment from Well Drops, from Gunsmith, from Rahul. And you may get one that is very similar to uh, a Redrix. You can get ones that have a good masterwork for stability. And the, the ranges on this one are can outdo the Redrix, although with the Redrix you can play around with a few more different things. So this is kind of the version of what's available in the Legendary loot pool if you were looking for one of these weapons. And it may be a weapon that you want to get going into next season, and we'll touch on that later on. Another one that seems to be missing from the list is the Antiope D, which is a precision frame so the weapons recoil pattern is predictably more vertical and it's kinetic submachine gun 600 rpm and this one was really really popular at the beginning of destiny you would see people pairing the antiope d with the uriel's gift it's kind of slowly dropped by the wayside but you can because it's been brought back now with random rolls get some really good rolls on it so it may be one to look out for and if i can find a, a good god roll guide for you i will put it in the show notes the last one is the Bad Reputation Precision Frame Energy Submachine Gun, 600 RPM. And something I didn't mention from what's actually going to be in the loot pool, what I found quite interesting, is this world loot pool that they're opening up for Season 11. They're actually putting three weapons that are available exclusively to the Reckoning at the moment and Gambit Prime into the loot pool. So that means the Gnawing Hunger, it's a tier three only reckoning drop that you have to do to get the gnawing hunger. So this is going to make it more available, going to be more available next season for anybody to get in the loop, which is quite nice. You don't have to go to reckoning to get that. You've got the night watch, which is the scout rifle and the lonesome, which is the sidearm. So that's some, those three things are being put to the loophole next season from the reckoning which i found quite interesting and these are moving on to other weapons that might be going away i'm not 100 percent sure because i'm not sure if these are just the they're in the kind of loophole for what is crucible and uh, vanguard strikes at the moment that you can pick up from engrams from just turning in your tokens to the specific vendors so we have the Does Not Compute, which is a high-impact frame kinetic scout rifle, 150 RPM. You have Nightshade, which is a lightweight frame kinetic pulse rifle, 450 RPMs. Now, the Nightshade is literally one of the first guns that you kind of pick up, isn't it? That and the Nameless Midnight, which is the precision frame kinetic scout rifle, 180 RPM. So you kind of start off with these weapons. They've always kind of just been around in the loot pool, I guess. Haven't they, guys? 
I've I've seen it for a long time. I don't know if it's always been there though. I can't really mm. give an answer to that. Yeah. Which which one were you talking about specifically? Sorry, I was looking something else up. We've got Nameless Midnight, which is the kinetic scout rifle, and the Nightshade, which was the kinetic pulse rifle that you kind of literally get the first mission of the game, don't you? Right. Yeah, Nameless Midnight's been around since season one, and I'm pretty sure the the Nightshade has has as well. Because I remember videos from way back, because Nameless Midnight used to be really good, and then scout rifles had their time of uh, that they don't like to talk about. <laughs> So yeah, as I said, we've got Does Not Compute, the Nightshade, the Persuader, which is a rapid fire frame energy sniper rifle, which is void, 140 RPM. The Hard Truths, which is an aggressive frame, high damage, high recoil kinetic submachine gun at 750 RPM. The Fate Cries Foul, adaptive frame kinetic sniper, 90 RPM. The Anonymous Autumn, which is a lightweight frame kinetic sidearm, 360 RPM. Better Devils, which is the adaptive frame kinetic hand cannon 140 rpm and play of the game which is the adaptive frame grenade launcher which is arc 120 rpm so these are ones that i'm not 100 percent sure if they're disappearing from the the vendor loopholes they're not going to be in the world loopholes although they are at the moment you you know you'll sometimes get a better devils a fake cries foul to drop in like crucible like nameless midnight hard truths to kind of drop in uh, vanguard kind of thing you know what i mean they would drop in theirs respectively and i'm not sure if you're still be able to turn in tokens to get those or they're just going to be completely out of the loophole as well so if you like the sound of those ones or you you've you're, you've been looking for rolls of those ones now's the kind of time to go and get those because they've only mentioned the 30 that we've kind of gone over with some god rolls those might be going away as well but one thing I, was, I found quite interesting is they haven't mentioned the Menagerie. They haven't mentioned the Dreaming City and the Reckoning was the other one. Those are a couple of other things that I thought we'd kind of quickly touch on. So with the Menagerie, some of these weapons are in the Menagerie loophole that are in the general loophole at the moment, but are being taken out of the loophole for season 11. So you have the Bad Reputation submachine gun, the Trackless Waste submachine gun, the Dreaded Venture Sniper, the Brabina D Hand Cannon, Smuggler's Word Sidearm, Erentel FR4 Fusion Rifle, the Dust Rock Blues Shotgun, the Hard Truths Submachine Gun, Fake Cries Foul Sniper, the Anonymous Autumn Ooh. Sidearm, the Prolethium FR3 Fusion Rifle, the Badlander Shotgun, the Last Dance Sidearm, Main ingredient fusion rifle and Zenobia D rocket launcher. So these ones are being taken out of the loot pool, as in terms of drops that you may get from Gambit, Crucible, and Strikes, and just kind of well drops. But they are, it, I'm not 100% sure, but they should still technically be available in Menagerie because these are things that you have to slot the runes in to specifically get. So with that in mind, you can still get an Erentil, a Dust Rock Blues, and a Hard Truths. And I will link Fallout Plays' God Roll Guide for the Erentil and the Dust Rock Blues, just in case they do go away. And Band Wipes SMG Guide for the Hard Truths, because you can get a really good roll on that. So, as I said, there's other stuff in the Menagerie loophole that you can slot in your runes to get. You have the Dreaming City loop, which is available in the Menagerie. And you have the Twilight Oath, which is the Rapid Fire Frame Energy Sniper Rifle, which is solar, 140 RPM. And Fallout Plays has a really interesting video of how it ruined his life chasing this weapon. 
And I think he's just mainly after the curated role, which I think only, I believe only drops from the Dreaming City. But you can get other roles from the Menagerie. Waking Vigil, which is the lightweight frame energy hand cannon, arc, 150 RPM. And Astacross has a good god roll guide for you for that. And the other Dreaming City loot item is the Sleepless Rocket Launcher. Then we have three items from Gambit loophole in the Menagerie, which are the Parcel of Stardust shotgun, the Bad Omens rocket launcher, which again is being taken out of the loophole for Season 11, but possibly still available in Menagerie, and the Trust hand cannon. So th that was something I found quite interesting because Trust would drop very random in Gambit matches, and sometimes you would get a really good roll on it. And it's still going to be available technically in Menagerie until they say otherwise. So Fallout Place has a god roll guide for a trust hand cannon. Yeah, I was saying two-thirds of those, because the ones in the trust come from the drifter as a vendor drop as well. Hmm. After you do, I don't remember, you know, I think once you reset your your infamy rank once once for trust and three times for bad omens or vice versa, but they're, you know, they're there is... Uh, yeah. Three times is the ghost shell. Once or okay. twice. Twice okay. is the rocket launcher, I think. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so once you've done those a couple times, yeah, those are there as as vendor drops too just so you know if they get taken out of the world loophole they should still be there from him and yeah, yeah. menagerie really weird just the the menagerie of loot they have into it and yeah they haven't <laughs> said uh, they're going to refresh that and i don't know if you know since i don't know if that's they're taking that as a you know as a core activity like they've been talking about since mm -hmm. it was sort of a, like sort of a seasonal thing but not really and so it's 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 the weird outlier that sort of sits there with the loot from all over the place yeah, it's, um, is it going to be right? these weapons that are in the Menagerie at the moment? Because they fall under the loophole of this is this at the moment, they're going to be kind of sunsetted as and when. Or are they going to be constantly brought along every now and then? Or are they going to rotate the weapons out? I, we honestly don't know at this point in time. But some of these God Roll weapons and the guides that we're going to link for you are really good roles for pvp i guess activities and i guess even maybe gambit some of the roles that they've done for pve are really good to you know apart from dealing with invaders they're still quite good and relevant for those things i'd like and, to take a second because i didn't hear you talk about the service revolver if you did my bad if you didn't because uh, i see it on the list here the service revolver is a phenomenal pvp uh hand cannon right like i that's that's the main gun that i use did i miss my... oh, i miss uh, sorry i miss service revolver sorry okay so you didn't miss it so yeah. if you don't have one of those that is like like i was saying it's it's a really really good pvp hand cannon in my opinion i use the one that has zen moment outlaw accurized rounds with a mastery for stability to get my uh luna's howl and it was actually really easy i tried i tried the trust different roles with the trust i was having a hard time i tried a lot of other different uh hand cannons but the service revolver actually to me felt the best and gave me the most progress towards my luna's howl so if you don't have one of those very much get one of those it's a hand cannon mm -hmm. precision frame hand cannon the weapon's recoil pattern is more particularly vertical it fires quickly with high accuracy it's 100 180 rpm and it's yeah. available from zavala Whereas the Battle Devils is its cousin from Shax. Crucible. Yeah. Crucibles, yes. So, yeah, going, going back to 
the rest of the menagerie loot. So the menagerie exclusive loot that you can get, you've got the Stringer, which is the adaptive frame kinetic hand cannon, which is 140 RPM. And Fallout plays as a god roll guide for that. Beloved, which is the adaptive frame energy sniper rifle, solar, 90 RPM. Fallout plays as a god roll guide for that. The beloved nerf soon because they've already called that out along with the uh, revoker as you know being uh, crucible problems now. Yeah, uh, the oh Epicurean. God, are you serious? Look who doesn't read That's... the twelve. The Epicurean no, precision frame energy fusion rifle, which is void, Going seven forty charge Don't... time as a base. <laughs> The Imperial Decree Aggressive Frame Kinetic Shotgun, which is 55 RPM, and Fallout plays as a god roll guide for that. Now, this is one that I've seen in the Crucible quite a lot, which is the Durang Baruch. Have you guys seen this? People seem to be maining a lot of sidearms recently. And I haven't. No. It's a 300 RPM, but it normally pairs with the, um, is it the Sturm, which is the exotic hand cannon. But people have just been using the Drang and a, a, a different kind of primary like a sniper, I guess, and getting some really good rolls on the Baroque version of it. And Drewski's channel has a really good roll guide for you for that. Yeah, I haven't seen so many Baroque recently. There was a time where they were all over, but I have seen this next one you're about to talk about make a make a resurgence as of late. <laughs> so the Callus Mini Tool, which its perk is the Midas Synergy Superb Handling. Move faster with this lightweight weapon equipped. This weapon grants additional speed benefits when paired with the Midas Multi-Tool. Uh, it's an energy submachine gun, solar, and it's 90 RPMs. 900 RPMs. 900 RPMs. <laughs> RPM submachine sub gun Look, ever. In Europe, <laughs> Europe we, we round it down. <laughs> That's not rounding it down, <laughs> UK and in Asia, it's 4,000 RPMs. Australia, you get one RPM. Sorry, exchange rates are rough. Australia gets no RPMs. They have no R. And then finally, the fixed odds, which is the high impact frame heavy machine gun, solar, 360 RPMs. Whew. So as we said, we, we're not 100% sure what's going on with these things. Those weapons will still kind of be quite useful in PvP up to a point where it gets to kind of trials and Iron Banner. You can still use them in comp. So enjoy our guides on those. Now, I, I left Parody with the almighty task of going over the Reckoning weapons, because again, this is another set of weapons that they haven't gone over with us to tell us what's actually happening. So I'll hand over to Parody for these ones. Did. So yeah, it's a number of weapons in Reckoning and Gamba Prime that are just, you know, that are only in that loop pool. So there's a number of things where you can either play Gamma Prime or Reckoning to get the Outlast Pulse Rifle, which we've spoken about, the very good spare rations hand cannon, the Bug Up Bag SMG. Actually, let me go over my other list. Sorry, I put these in two places. So, so many bags. You can get the you know Gamma Prime and Reckoning weapons. So the Outlast Pulse Rifle, which is a 540 RPM energy solar pulse rifle. The spare rations hand cannon, which is a 150 RPM kinetic hand cannon, which is very good, can come with overflow. That's the role I like on it. Um, the bug out bag, which I swear was the, they were handing those out as the curated rolls, just like candy initially. It's a 900 oh. RPM energy solar SMG. The Nightwatch scout rifle is a 200 RPM kinetic scout rifle. The Lonesome sidearm, which is a 260 RPM kinetic sidearm. 
the last man standing shotgun, a 55 RPM energy solar shotgun, and the Soul Survivor sniper rifle, which is a 90 RPM energy arc sniper rifle. So those can all come from Gambit Prime or Reckoning. And there are three exclusive Reckoning weapons, at least for now, that you have to play Reckoning Tier 3 to get these to drop. And what, the first one is, as we've discussed, the Gnawing Hunger Auto Rifle, which is going to be entering our larger pool. But right now, that's the only place. It's a 600 RPM energy void auto rifle that can come with Overflow and Rampage and is phenomenal. The Just In Case Sword, which is a 20 charge time heavy solar sword. And the Doomsday Grenade Launcher, which is a 120 RPM heavy arc grenade launcher, which comes with the full court perk, which is basically the farther something away is from you, the more damage it deals. And that was one of the perks that everybody was kind of looking for in a grenade launcher for quite some time, wasn't it? That and spike grenades. And I believe it can roll on the Doomsday. I believe it can, yeah. And because it, you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't be gamut and reckoning weren't you know harder these are these are fairly easy to farm in that they're out there in the world but it's they're split into two different places so there are two different rotating sets of bosses for gambits reckoning tier two and tier three so for the first set your likeness of oryx boss you're going to get the outlast pulse rifle the spare rations hand cannon the buckle bag smg gnawing hunger auto rifle and doomsday grenade launcher but now if you're looking for the other set of weapons going to have to wait for the swords to come up which is those three angry knights that want to smash you that are chad's brothers because when they come up you get the night watch scout rifle lonesome sidearm last man standing shotgun soul survivor sniper rifle and the just in case sword so if you're looking for those things and you're sitting here farming away you might be on the wrong boss week and actually the destiny massive breakdown podcast just did this past week a breakdown of all of these gambit weapons what's good what's bad what you should be on the lookout for so we'll put a link to them in the show notes because they as always do great breakdowns of all of these guns tell you what's good what's bad where they sit in the in the realm of other guns in their class so i do have a couple of videos there's the spare rations uh, fallout plays god roll guide right? and mtash has a god roll guide for the outlast pulse rifle so uh, you know hopefully you'll still be able to go into reckoning and you know farm for these weapons if you want but you've got like like parody was saying gnawing hunger lonesome and night watch available in the general loot pool which would be quite nice yeah so so really so the only two so it's interesting they're bringing the gnawing pool but the just in case sword of the doomsday grenade launcher are at least as far as we know still going to be you know exclusive reckoning weapon drops hmm. so it's interesting to see if they just got left on lift somewhere or if they're gonna <laughs> with the rest of their friends well maybe they'll take out the gnawing hunger completely from the loot pool for the tier three and just leave it as doomsday for one week and the sword for the the next week kind of yeah could, yeah it could be you have one of each exclusive in either place i'm so curious what they're going to do with gamma gamma prime and reckoning because they you know they talked about that a couple months back hey we're, we're gonna get rid of one of these what's gonna happen so no plans so, no news yeah like we were saying, so the Gambit weapons that can drop in Gambit, and they're saying that, you know, the loot pool for Season 11 is just going to be those 30 items. So I'm guessing that these weapons I'm about to read out will also be going out of that loot pool, although some of them are in the Menagerie loot pool. So you have the Parcel of Stardust Shotgun, the Hazard of the Cast Auto Rifle, the Bad Omens Rocket Launcher, the Bygones, which is a very, very parody-heavy loves mm-hmm. pulse rifle uh the distant relations scout rifle through fire and flood grenade launcher the pillager submachine gun and the trust hand cannon so those some of those are available still 
I think, touch wood in Menagerie um, Chalice, playing around, you know, thingy majiggies, putting those runes in. And some of them are just going bye bye for a couple of months, putting back in the um, mothballs, and Drifter says you can't have them. And then finally, the last list that I've written down is the Dreaming City weapons, which may still be obtainable from Blindwell and the Ascendant Challenges. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm guessing because these weapons, like the uh, curated roles of these weapons, drop in the specific areas, if it's just kind of doing patrols and uh, public events, you may just be opening yourself up to what's ever available from the loot pool from season 11, but doing specific things like the blind well and doing like tier three and tier four are going to drop the chest, which may give you the um, curated roles of other things and like doing the ascendant challenge as well. So you've got the vouchsafe scout rifle, the abide, the return sword, the retold tail shotgun, the tiger spite auto rifle, twilight oath sniper, waking vigil hand cannon, and the sleepless rocket launcher. But again, some of those still turn up in the menagerie at the moment. Yeah, and that retold tale shotgun, that's been my go-to PvP shotgun for a while now. Hmm. I think part of the aim assistance on it is like 80 on the one I have. It's just a little ridiculous. I don't know. It feels really good for me. That's the one I've been going to. The rest of that list, Tiger Spite is sort of in that class of the misfit of I want it to be good. It shoots really fast, but eh. Twilight oh, dude, it used to be like it used to be like God tier auto rifle back in the day because it was the first one that you could get with outlaw and rampage wasn't it yeah outlaw kill clip rampage something like that wasn't it outlaw kill clip that's right yeah and it was dirty when it first came out yeah i feel like a a couple hazards of the cast from gambit too that i feel like used to be really good and now just don't i don't know just don't perform the same way i wonder if yeah i don't know what it is but yeah the tiger spike was a 450 rpm auto rifle kinetic that um, 33 magazine recoil direction of 68 aim assist to 44. It was, yeah, it was a good all rounder, wasn't it? When mm-hmm. autos were good all rounders, yeah. I was having flashbacks when you're, when you're mes- mentioning Uriel's gift coming back because that used to be Uriel's gift and origin story. <laughs> launched and auto rifles had their day in the sun. Just you put those two in your first two slots, and it doesn't matter what else you needed. That, that's all you had, everything was be- yeah, that was it everybody down it was great (laughs) (laughs) so yeah like i said we'll we'll list all those god rolls for each weapon that we've kind of found and i'll put them under different headings of what's actually staying in loot pool what's actually going away in loot pools and like menagerie and things like that so you'll have somewhere to kind of look in the show notes now on to the next topic that's going to have everybody scratching their head and Everyone making new videos because just when you think you've learned what the perks do and what's good and what's bad and what you should <laughs> be using, it keeps like... Fallout plays in business, and I'm all for that. Oh my god, does it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're gonna get, we're gonna have some lock and reload, some perk tuning. Because again, just when you think you know the perks, we're gonna tune them. We're gonna switch them all around, and everything you thought you knew, you're wrong. Yep. So we've got some reload perk updates. So, you know, we've learned, we've observed the players are leaning toward picking perks that increase their damage, e.g. Kill Clip, or reduce weapon downtime, like Outlaw. Kill Clip Outlaw, the role you want. (laughs) Since day one of Destiny 2, Outlaw Kill Clip, yes please. Because reloading breaks your immersion. You don't want to reload. 
that's the, the, the thing, Bungie. If you're reloading, you're breaking my immersion. So they are doing some tuning to, I'm sorry, this tuning pass aims to keep them feeling powerful without being so dominant that no other choices seem viable. So first, some information on the stats that impact reload. So your reload stat, 0 to 100, maps onto the archetype-specific reload animation speed. And the reload duration scale, more reload perks also apply a small multiplier to the animation. So if the reload stat is capped, you might see a small speed bump. And the reload empty duration scale as above, but only applies if the magazine is empty. So basically, a bunch of different things can affect how fast you reload. Got a fading should... frenzy, you sons of... Sorry, I read ahead. See that coming when they're talking about reload perks? Yeah, so, I did. That's why I was reading ahead. <laughs> so note that because most weapons have fairly high reload stats, decreasing a reload stat bonus from you know plus 100 to plus 50 will still max out the reload stat most of the time, so it doesn't slow down the actual reload as much as it seems. So what they're saying is the numbers may be going down, but you're not really going to see any change. It's just like you have a bunch of extra stats that are going to nothing because you've already maxed out the speed of it. The following perks that alter these reload stats are being updated. So Outlaw, they slow this one down a bit. So again, the user example, your reload stat from plus 100 to plus 50, and your reload scale duration goes from 0.8 to 0.9. So I'm not going to get into the numbers of this because it's just all gibberish. It doesn't really mean anything. So your Outlaw, they've slowed Outlaw down a bit. Your, your, your reload will be a little bit slower. So Feeding Frenzy, this was strictly better than Outlaw. So we're changing the functionality to be based on the number of rapid kills. So your functionality changed to increase your speed reload between the number of rapid kills up to five. So basically with two kills, your reload speed is equal to Outlaw. With three plus kills, it's faster than Outlaw. With four plus kills, it's the fastest reload in the game, except if you have an Alloy mag. And they give the max possible numbers, but again, those don't mean anything. I'll let Fallout or someone else explain those to you. Rapid hit, we're giving a huge amount of reload and stability for very little work. Front loaded onto the first precision hit. So we've updated so it still feels good, but isn't quite as powerful. They've adjusted the stacking bonus to give less benefit on the first hit and more with subsequent hits. So yeah, so that's what they've done. And they've changed the stats around. Your plus 100 goes to plus 60 again. Read the 12 if you want all the actual numbers and can understand what all that means. So multi-kill clip and feeding frenzy have just become ass immediately. Just well on anything other than uh, a machine gun or an auto rifle, because because the, the hand cannons and the pulse rifles that have feeding frenzy, you're not going to get five. I mean, whatever, man. Why, why, Bungie? Do you insist on taking away everything that's fun in your game? Huh? Do you do you do you are you racist against fun? Does it offend you? Why? Why is it that every time the community comes with something that they enjoy, that they look for, you got to change it? God, I hate this damn game sometimes. So your drop mag is situationally really powerful without a massive drawback, as good as a perk, but in a magazine column. So basically, they're going to you know, bring that sort of reload in line with the outlaw, change the duration scale a little bit. It makes your animation a little bit a little bit faster. Faster, slower, something. 0.85 to 0.9, whatever that means. Your field prep is unchanged, but for reference, you're basically getting a little bit higher reload stat, and your reload duration scale is 0.8, but they don't say what it was before, so who knows? 
Your alloy mag is also unchanged, but as I mentioned above, alloy mag will basically be the quickest way to get a reload in the game at this point. So that may become the, the perk to look out for. Also, we're affixing some additional perks where they grant a partial reload weapon animation, but did not respect the shot count for burst weapons. That means these perks will not work correctly on pulse rifles, fusion rifles, and burst sidearms. And those are going to be Slideways, Slide Shot, Ambitious Assassin, Subsistence, Overflow, Lead from Gold, and Clown Cartridge. Hey, anytime you make my overflow better, I'm in. Well, Clown Cartridge is amazing too, by the way. And you from just gold. get a bigger magazine, yeah, <laughs> period. Gold <laughs> with two, because when you get a heavy drop, it also gives you that special end. So if you've, right, if you've got but, a heavy... but you need heavy or special to drop, right? Oh, Lead from Gold, sorry. I thought you yeah. your uh, your... your... Yeah, so if you're doing things where you're in a place where you're getting a bunch of you know a bunch of heavy to drop, it's also helping your your special ammo out. Yeah. <sighs> right, and we have some general perk retuning. So we're opening up spaces by adjusting the reload perks. We've also tuned some of the other underused perks because nobody used them, based on their internal testing and perk popularity and effective data from our internal analytics. So your dynamic sway reduction adds 10 stability over time in addition to accuracy. This is way more powerful than it sounds. And this is one that Destiny Massive Breakdown guys have talked about. And I think Night Demon has yelled at me about, it's one I've been sleeping on. I think it's a much more powerful perk. Because I read it, it and I go, oh, I need that. It's a much more powerful perk than it sounds. Ten to on auto rifle and pulse rifle, um, it's amazing. Right. There's no... No, but they're going to make it even more powerful. Right. I know. I know, That's but it was saying. already being slept on. I have it on, on a few auto-rifles, and it makes those auto-rifles into freaking laser beams after just right. a couple of shots. And and they're also going to reduce the reticle movement from stability, which should tell players this is actually working. So it's nice to see that your perk actually does something, because so many of these, I assume it does something, but I don't ever really notice it doing anything. Okay, because the weapon still bounces in your face, yeah. Okay, so for Pulse Monitor, when you take critical damage, you can now quickly switch to your now fully loaded shotgun. And so, you know, your reload amount is is gone up, your handling has gone up, and you have basically a 5% fa faster swap speed for Pulse nice. Monitor. This weapon works on, this works on stowed weapons too, which was already the case, but is now a lot more useful. So for hip fire grip, now it helps, it helps you hit shots closer to ADS ranges. Still doesn't affect the damage drop off or the magnetism. So again, your, your aim assist fall off goes up a little bit. Your aim assist goes up by 15. I'm looking at this going, it's a lot of numbers, but without any any real-world context, it doesn't help me. Yeah, we've got to wait until next season to actually see these in kind of playtesting and for Fallout to do a lovely breakdown video for us. Hipfire grip, they do say, by default, when hip-firing a weapon, the center of your reticle must be over a target over, in order to get the crit. Otherwise, aim assist will give you the body shot. This change gives you a little leniency, so if the center of your reticle is not directly over your target... You'll still get the crit if you're within this angle. So basically, it, it just makes your your crit ability a little more lenient. Uh, does not have any effect on sniper rifles. And sneak bow actually makes you sneaky now. It gets a stealth buff, so now it doesn't ping the radar when you're shooting. Which kind of seems like a thing I should have done all along, but hey. You yeah. been crouching with a top tree hunter. You do that anyway, though. You you already do invis. Can you get sneak blow? Sneak blow. <laughs> sneak blow. Oh, no, top tree hunter. Top it's not the same thing. <laughs> top tree void hunter. If you if you're crouched and you get a headshot kill, or is it precision kill or delay kill? 
you go invisible. But you imagine shooting and your radar doesn't ping as well. You're an invisible, invisible hunter. Uh, no, that's middle tree. Middle tree, then. Whatever. Tree. Yeah. No, that's why you were throwing me I'm off. I'm not. Like, the hell are you talking about? You are. <laughs> yeah, I know. You, you're talking about um, uh, flawless execution. Yeah, when you're crouched and you get a, a, a critical kill, you turn invis. Yeah, so sneak bow. Yeah, increases your hold time and reload speed when you're crouched. Now, can that drop on the same thing with firmly planted? And you can just crouch and sit there forever and just hang out an entire match, <laughs> just firing arrows from nowhere at people. I don't know, man. Not two things I normally look for on a, on a bow and arrow, but I'll have to check now. All right, and it wouldn't be a new season without new perks. <laughs> we don't want to spoil the fun of discovering and testing them. Upcoming Iron Banner perks, the Iron Grip and Iron Gaze. So we're excited to see the community break these perks down as the new season begins. So Night Demon, Iron Grip and Iron Gaze, huh? I think it's going to be a little, uh, little unflinching action there, maybe a little... Uh, a little grippiness, a little hold on to your guns, uh, making people die, running around. Um, yeah, I think this is going to be interesting. Um, no idea what they could be. I did kind of have a look back at Destiny 1 weapons to see what they've kind of translated from Destiny 1 to Destiny 2 that they haven't already brought back that they could kind of improve on. But it, it may be just something like a, a perk that we've already got that's just improved on with Iron Banner weapons to be honest. So. so so, I think Iron Grip, I think it'll allow your Titan to actually grab a hunter by the cloak and then wield him like a weapon, just like use him as a melee weapon or possibly a ranged weapon against the enemy. And then the Iron Gaze will give your Titan the ability to look through walls when he's wearing the one-eyed mask. You can only see half the screen because it's only one eye, but you can see through the walls on half of the screen. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Exotic. <laughs> Put the mask on the quiet. The Titans and exotic that give them nine exotic perks at once. And we're also going to up, you know, some buff some upcoming archetypes. Upcoming archetype buffs. Yes, we're going to make certain archetypes better. Words. Next next season, we're going to make some changes to slug shotguns, which are underused in PVE because they require crits to maximize damage and didn't reward. The precision with higher damage per second. So slug, sh yeah, slug shotgun PVE damage is going up thirty percent. Not PVP. Gotta be specific. PVE. I know you said it. I'm just pointing it out to the people that are like, oh, this gets a no, not for PVP. Happy to see them doing more. You know, tuning. You know, building two sandboxes, one versus the other, and the high impact pulse rifles, which I feel like a you know shill for Destiny Massive Breakdown, where they just did a, a breakdown of these high. <laughs> Rifles basically saying they're all crap. Even the good ones aren't good. So while they have a faster optimal TTK, that TTK is very hard to achieve. So they decided to soften it a little. High impact pulse rifle damage per bullet goes from 21 to 22. And this changes from six crits to five crits in one body to kill a guardian in PvP at most resilience battles. So basically they're buffing your high impact pulse rifles a little bit, which are your is that the uh, yeah, so yeah. You, it's the Redrix and the Einstein, which are the uh, high-impact pulse rifles. And what's actually quite interesting is Cool Guy did a video just before Shadowkeep. So just before they 
drop the change to the high impact pulses the first time because you remember when we were going into shadow keep they said we're adjusting the values of these they're going to do more damage and they i think they went from like say 20 bullet damage up to like it says 21 but where they had gameplay testers of shadow keep coming back and reporting what damage numbers they were seeing in the test build they said that the high impacts were doing 22 to the body which meant they were doing 34 to crits which meant that you could literally kind of three burst somebody down i think it was three burst i can't i, I did watch the video earlier on today and i can't 100 percent remember but it looks like they're putting it to like the the test build of the shadow keep so this is quite interesting and exciting and i will link the cool guy video for you to actually see what damage numbers and the calculations he's worked out of what it could have been but now it's actually going to be those damage numbers so it was it was really interesting to to remember this video and then go ah this is now actually relevant something that's like eight or nine months old is going to be interesting for people to watch now yeah i remember when shadow key was launching everyone was saying oh you know they're gonna have their day in the sun the rhetoric got it this will be the time where it's really gonna shine yeah it never never quite worked out that way but yeah maybe we'll maybe we'll be able to circle back and that's what we'll have i mean and, they do uh, really well at the moment uh versus like when the, the hard light meta we had in trials if you were across the map or even now if people are trying to hard light you down I mean, their reticle must be bouncing all over the place because you can just like zone them with a, a really good Redrick's broadsword, you know, just from distance, a couple of bursts, and they're they're done. They can't hit you with their hard light. So it's it's a it's a decent gun in PvP at the moment. So I'm I'm hoping if you've got a really good roll, hang on to it, or if you're going to get a good roll, it's it's worth the grind to actually get see what it's like. Um, I just wanted to point out that I don't know if it was intentional or accidental. But you also have the premonition from the moon. It's also a high impact pulse. Yes, that's the energy version, isn't it? Yes. Sorry, yes. I forgot about that one. So there we go. There's three. So there. you can get that one from the dungeon, can't you? I think that's mm -hmm. exclusive to the dungeon. It is. And then to make our hunters happy. Uh, we're also seeing how bows are underused in challenging content. And uh, we're not going to go that far. It's not making us happy. One of leaves a red bar enemy at low health so they're giving bow pve damage versus miners a 10 percent buff and that's why it's not making us happy it's the pve right it's killing it now so our current you know and they are going to talk about some future future archetype archetype updates into the future not now not soon so in season 12 which again is going to be our September timeframe. So not June, not June. You know, that's what we've talked about so far is coming in June, June 9th, next couple of weeks. So for season 12 and beyond. So September timeframe, we're looking at sniper rifles. As I alluded to respawn earlier, community feedback has been received that Revoker and Beloved dominate. And they're looking at the analytics. They account for 86% of sniper rifle usage in the Crucible. And if we include other low zoom sniper rifles, that number gets even higher. So we're looking at how zoom translates to the end of the ease of use for those sniper rifles, investigating changes to make the sniper rifle zoom more of an interesting choice. And I'll leave that with you, dear listeners, because your guess is good as mine. We're also looking at hand cannons and the hand cannon subfamilies. As an example, we're breaking out the aggressive hand cannon so they let us tune their range independently of others. 
the adaptive auto rifles. The auto rifles are generally highly representative in the Crucible, but generally feel balanced. Adaptive auto rifles are a little higher, so we're looking at them. And we're not rolling... You just look. Just look. Don't touch. Right. Not rolling back the Season 10 buff, but we are adjusting the tuning a little to give auto rifle subfamilies a chance to shine. So I do appreciate that they're A, you know, tuning PvE versus PvP more, and B... It's. It looks like you know building out some tools to let them not just say, "Hey, we're buffing or nerfing," but hey, we're going to take auto rifles and tweak some of them. We're going to take hand cannons and tweak some of them, which mm-hmm. might hopefully help some of the you know taking your you know knock your super good weapons down a little bit without making the entire class unplayable for months at a time. Looking at you, scout rifles. Looking at you, <laughs> auto rifles. Times and again, we're just you know instead of saying, "Hey, this entire arc is good or bad," you can now say, "Hey." You know, this this one sort of problematic archetype that, again, if, if 90 plus percent of people are using two guns in the game, uh, yeah, maybe switch things up a little bit because that's what Bungie's going to do because that's what they've always done. Yeah. So I'm hoping this means they're building in some of these, you know, like Luke Smith talked about, building the foundation to build their games on, building in some of these things where they can make some more fine-tuned perks and and maybe really start to build out two separate sandbox is a pve sandbox and a pvp sandbox which yeah but saying that i don't get why they're nerfing or they're adjusting the like respawn was saying the outlaw the uh, kill clip feeding frenzy um multi-kill clip probably is going to be on there somewhere uh yeah i don't i don't get why the they're not adjusting it for pve and pvp because in PVE, it it doesn't need an earth. You're not burning down bosses, are you? With an outlaw kill clip thing, it's just nope. It's it just um, it's one of those things that you think that maybe it should be adjusted for PVP and PVE. Just um, yeah, that I mean, made my hammerhead almost useless now. But maybe, I mean, they have talked about bringing new mods into the game. Maybe. There's a new mod, much like the Rampage spec that we now have for extending the Rampage. Maybe there is a reload mod that will extend your reload or your outlaw, your your feeding frenzy back to Yay, what it I roughly love is them now. adding mods to give us what we already had. No, it's not. No, but it gives you a choice of, you know, do you go for that extra 5% aim assist or do you go for the over-the-top outlaw kind of build? You know, it, it's giving you more choices of, you know, do you spec into this or do you spec into that, which is what they've said a couple of times. I'm just saying it out there, it could be something that they do. That would be sort of nice to see where you could actually build, like, you know, make a build that feels like a build as opposed to, oh, I'm just putting this gun on with these two perks because it's the only two good ones. And like I said, yeah. there's some that you just never look at and go, why would I want this? Just having know, them be- it's, it's times like this I really miss Destiny 1 guns. Like, God. you have they- so many perks on a single weapon to choose from. Not one, not two, not a static. You, you could you could pick and choose what perks you want on your guns. And it was so nice. It's not, it's not this, this... Well, those also, you know, aged out and you couldn't use them anymore for content. So maybe mm-hmm. that's... You keep cutting out again, parody. I don't know what it is with your thing. I don't know either. I blame I blame the internet. I blame the cloud and Amazon. Yeah. Um I, don't. I mean something else I wanted to point out from 
Paul Tassi over at Forbes. He's written an article on the uh, the 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 loop pool thing that we we did the massive breakdown on or the the big discussion on. And he said that he wasn't exactly he didn't really understand exactly what was going on. So he said, this is reading from his article in Forbes. Here's what I took away from this explanation and talking to Bungie behind the scenes. This world loophole is now more than just what drops from random engrams in the wild or from Rahul. It is now the reward structure for all base activities, as in this list will give you weapons at the end of a crucible match, strikes, gambit matches, and be the gear that you get when you turn in tokens or bounties at those vendors. This is it even appears to be included in the Reckoning and Gambit Prime as guns exclusively to those modes like Lonesome are showing up here. And I'll, I'll link the, the full article so you can have a read of it. But I'm not sure if that's true because you, going into the Reckoning and Gambit Prime and going for those specific, like we said, the, the grenade launcher or the sword and you get something that's in the Season 11 loot pool, you're not going to be happy about that. You go into those specific... Yeah you know menagerie you go there with your roles that you've put in for your chalice because you want to get that specific gun with those specific roles you know you go to the reckoning to get a spare rations and have a chance at getting the drop that you want kind of thing gambit drops strike drops and crucible are definitely these are these are the things that are only going to be available in that loop pool like he said turning like i did turning in my my vendor tokens turning in uh, weapon frames to get uh, engrams and i got a specific loot pool of weapons from those three places i mean you can't do it with drifter at the moment but at the end of a match you would get like gambit weapons so maybe though the gambit weapons are going away but then some of them are still available in the menagerie like we said but yeah definitely from strikes gambit and crucible are going to be just from that those uh that season pool gotcha so yeah we don't know what's going on because I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> just just imagine people coming in later and they see you with like a like a curated uh, bad omens or something like that, and they're like, "Where did you get that?" <laughs> well, can't tell you. <laughs> well, youngin, back in my day, right? So we used to have this thing called Gambit. <laughs> you used to be able to get these weapons from it. It's time for the parody tells you about all the bugs and fixes. Bugs and fixes. I'm going to facilitate some bugs and fixes. Well, well, yeah, and, and cover the hotfix 2.8.1.2 and the hotfix 2.8.1.3 in his update for you lovely people. So we had two hotfixes this week. The first one you know, was the one Bungie told us about last week that was coming on, that they actually pushed on the 19th on Tuesday. Which fixes our uh, Worm God Chris issue, our Hunter's Guile issue, or, I'm sorry, our Winter's Guile issue. Hunters have no guile. And uh, it fixed the issue where your Sentinel Super could uh, extend 10 seconds with the Grasp of the Worm Mind object. Uh, and players could no longer melee while carrying the Grasp of, of the Worm Mind carry object. Fixed the issue where the additional clan bounty, which was unlocked at Clan Rank 6, was not being made available. And the whole small fire team XP boost was also fixed. And then the Destiny Hotfix 2.8.1.3, which is the one everybody was waiting on, they pushed on Thursday, which fixed an issue blocking progress of the Lie Quest. And that is your entire Hotfix note for that. 
So good job, Bungie. Do you want to fix this in two weeks and fix the big thing that was broken? And uh, I haven't seen anybody else complaining about Winter's Guile and uh, Worm God Caress, although I'm sure it'll break again like Telesto, but yeah, good work. <laughs> so yeah, go get your uh, Fell Winter's Lie, as uh, Respawn has, and Nightemon has, and Parody has. I have not. He's not. He's oh. under protest, remember. So there right. are a few items leaving at the end of the season no, that they want I'm to make you protest. aware of. I'm so as of the end of Season of the Worthy approaches, several items will be removed from Destiny 2 on June 9th, 2020 at the weekly reset. Some items leaving at the end of the season include access to the Serif Bunkers on the EDZ, Moon and Io. With that, Warmind Bits, 4th Horseman Exotic Quest, The Lie Quest, The Legendary Lost Sectors, The Warmind Kajili Seasonal Artifact. And for a comprehensive list of items, please visit our article on the items leaving at the end of the season, and I'll link that in the show notes. Parody, do we have any current known issues to go over? Nope, we fixed everything with those hot fixes. Everything's good. Uh, no, some some players are still having the Guardians game milestone visible on their characters, and they're yeah. continuing the Beetle Rabbit beaver and anteater error codes and again if you've got if you're experiencing these they have threads open on them go hit the help forum and you can help bungie fix things to make your life all the better that's it oh good you know what time it is now responds rounded right here every day responds rounded come on it's time to play there's pearly the yodeling titan yodela who he's responds organ grinder and meet Respawn, the man himself. Of course, it's time for Respawn's roundup. He's the very best. He's Rudinest, Tudinest Hunter. In the wild, wild destiny, Respawn's roundup. Come on, gather round. That was exquisite. You're staying <laughs> to that? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, Bungie tweeted things and responded to things. Uh, you'll have to read through, you know, the forums to find it yourself. Yeah. There hasn't been a roundup this week, has there? No. So our song's null and void. Your song is very null and void. Although I would say it's null and void anyway, forever. Ha, ha, ha. Funny, funny man. Uh, we don't have a roundup for you, but we've got some some random tidbits from around the around the world. We do. And hey, before we get into the tips, tricks, and videos and things like that, um, regarding the Felwinter's Lie, yes, we did discuss a Fallout video that, that goes over how good and or bad it is. But y'all gotta go give the Jed some love, because he, he does these Thanks I Hated videos, and he just did one for the Felwinter's Lie, and it's hysterical. If you're looking for a laugh, go check it out. It's it's worth it, I think. won't have the link in our show notes. Uh, something I was going to talk about, but we can't really because it's over now. But Cami Cakes sort of hosted and ran a Grandmaster Nightfall marathon tournament during the week, where if you were lucky enough to see it and had a team together, he basically said, "Hey, now that all six Grandmaster Nightfalls are together, uh, race through them all. The the team to get through them all quickest will get a prize." It started started at I think two hundred fifty dollars, five hundred dollars. I think it ended up being a thousand dollar prize for the team that got through it first. So he was going to put together the video. Basically, each team they you know recorded themselves in one uninterrupted playthrough of all six grand grandmasters, and just the time in the nightfalls itself was counting. I think about an hour and a half is how wow. long it took the, the quickest scene to get through. So he's going to put a video up 
that I haven't seen yet of sort of them sort of, you know, judging and sort of commentating over it. So if you're looking for some Grandmaster Nightfall tips, tricks, guides, that will be a good one to watch of, hey, here's how to get through these quickly. Uh, if you're looking for your your uh, Fell Winters Lie lore pages, so uh, Nearest, you know, Mr. Nearest, maker of all the Destiny infographics, he says the first page dropped about 50 kills and it took him 223 kills to finish out the book. So if you want to read all your lie lore, about 223 shotgun kills later, you can read the entire lore. And for those of you old people who remember back in the, in the olden days where the Vault of Glass was a thing you'd aspire towards, apparently uh, after five plus years, the lost footage of the first Vault of Run, I'm sorry, Vault of Glass run has been found. It's never been seen by anyone. So Justin Watts at Nano Watts on Twitter tweeted this out that they found the footage of the first ever Vogclear and are going to figure out how to, you know, put that together and get that online in the coming days, weeks, whatever, which I'm kind of excited to see because I have so many fond memories of Alta Glass. I would love to see people going for to it for the first time and, you know, just work out the mechanics of it. Right. So that'll be fun to watch once, once they are able to get that online. You know, speaking of Alta Glass, and and this is an actual thing. Uh, two or three days ago, I had a dream where us as Frozen was doing the Vault of Glass because Destiny Two brought it into the game, and it was a hilarious nightmare, and it was great. That's usually what rating with Destiny Two Xbox people is a hilarious nightmare. Yeah, we do actually have a tip or trick from one of our listeners. Matt Shin Malfa, as we will refer to him as. Nice. I will read. I'm going to read his email. So this is a build that he he suggests that we kind of put together, or hunters put together, I guess. First off, go to your collections and blow that dust off your rack king. Yes. The rack yes. King. Yes. Next, like raise your mobility to a hundred, if you can, or as close as you can get to it. Next step, put on the sixth coyote. Zer has one. If you don't have it. Then turn on Way of the Trapper, Void Subclass. Go into PvP, flank the out of them, and wait till they start shooting, and then unload. We were doing great with this in the trials on PC. When more people run Rat King, it shreds. Thanks for your time, and if you guys ever need somebody to play with, shoot me an email. Yours, not mine, Shin Malfa. Well, thank you, Matt, for your lovely email. So if anybody's trying to build a team for trials and wants to have a bit of fun with Rat King, that's one for you to kind of kind of do. wait on the platform. Hmm. Got to email him. Wow, I see. No basis. Shane, good build. Uh, really looking forward to it. Uh, I can play on any platform, but for those that aren't ridiculous like I am, uh, except Stadia, yeah. What platform are you specifically playing on? So uh, <laughs> we need that info, bro. And a couple of other videos that I'm going to recommend this week if you are looking to get some everlasting weapons and everlasting gear. There are still some tricks that you can do solo in the last wish to go and get the chests to get the weapons and the armor to drop. And seeing as Bungie said, these are going to be things that will last beyond sunsetting at the moment. You can solo getting some of these chests in the last wish and get some of the gear out of it and cheese forever also has a separate one for soloing morgath but you do need the emote where you do the sword slash to trick go through the the wall to do that i believe yeah 
I think that was it. There's like a, a mini yeet version of that to kill the ogre. So I will link those in the show notes for anybody that's looking to get some everlasting gear rather than trying to queue up for raids if you can't, like some people can't. Because I think I've overdone it with all the other guides this week. I think people's minds will be blown with too many weapons that they can get next season and too many that they may want to get hold of this season. Exactly. If you need more guides, tips and tricks, go watch all the God Roll videos and then just watch whatever YouTube recommends for you after those and then you're all set. <laughs> so in Keskel and Sammy K300, we will get to your question next week and hopefully I should be able to have some time to go away and find some information to give you and other new light players going forward in season 11 and 12. So that'd be something to look forward to next week as long as there's no massive twab, hopefully. But even then, no, we're We'll try and get to your stuff. And you unless, unless Bungie drops something else secret right before the beginning of the next season, I knock on wood. Hopefully, it should be a little more quieter because we're what three, you know, two and a half weeks out from the end of the season, so it should be uh, just coasting, mm. coasting to the end of the season. We, we we got our secret quest drop that you know I know folks had mentioned. This is about the time Bungie drops a secret quest on you, so we got the lie out there. So unless there's you know, unless there's something else secret they're going to drop out, some other exotic they're going to bring back. Yeah, it wasn't exactly. A yeah, there's, there's the final mission on, on board the Almighty that we have to kind of uh, do yes. something. Oh, right, oh, the plot, there's, the plot there's, line. There's yeah, the plot line. We've got to finish out the plot line. <laughs> What's the plot line? Stay on target. We're, we're not going to finish out a plot line. This is Destiny. One doesn't play this game for the story. Come on now. We had to um, play the Olympics. It was very important. I also wanted to give a shout out and say thank you to a couple of reviews that we got on iTunes. So we have one from Power. I think it's Power Sir. This podcast has helped me get hold of my life in via D2. You guys are the best. Love you all so much. Happy episode 69. Thank you very much. And Ninja042. I would enjoy a bit more law talk, but this podcast is pretty good, guys. Check it out. So thank you very much for that. We'll get Respawn on that. Respawn, that is your task for next Yeah, week. Respawn to our lore guy. Respawn, you're the lore guy now. Okay. Don't do much else. <laughs> you round up and lore. That's it. I'll, and around. I'll, I'll just I'll just vomit whatever... Uh... <laughs> no. You do some proper research. The people of Demand Only, only if you lore. read it, it... Only if you read it in the proper either British or Australian <laughs> accent can you... Can you reuse their content? Oh, yeah. gosh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to work something out. That'll be my homework. So teach. Oh, yeah. Tesh. Tesh. I'm guessing it's Tesh now. Was Musical Plants. Now Tesh. Long time no see. After the virus got big in the world, I had some real life. Um, I had some life related stuff happening and I fell behind on your episodes. But now, even though I'm not playing, I'm catching up because I love your podcast. I'm in the middle of episode 62 where Respawn just said trials shouldn't change for average Joes. And I've just had to pick up my phone and begin this message because I think he's missing the point. So <laughs> hear me out, Respawn. No, Respawn missing the point? I don't miss the point. Respawn. I might not remember things, but I don't miss the point. <laughs> okay. I agree. It shouldn't change to only cater to average Joes. However... I think it's fair to say trials should work in a way where difficulty rises with each win on your trials card. And that's simply not working because of the top tier players grinding only the lower portion of the cards. So therefore, a change needs to be made in the, so the system works, aka making putting flawless players in their own matchmaking like Demon was saying. I'm taking Demon's side, which 
I think says a lot since I'm of the same belief as Respawn that you should earn your wins, but the system must work as intended. That being said, I hope you're all safe and healthy in these trying times. I like Respawn's later idea of prohibiting players from restarting cards after three wins. Best idea I've heard, honestly, but what do I know? I'm playing Serico right now. LOL. Is it Serico? Serco? Sekiro? Sekiro. 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 That's Sekiro. It's Sekiro. Also, I played that game. Phenomenal game. Good choice. No, um, no, no. We don't talk about other games here. Destiny no. Only. All I'm hearing is not, not Destiny. Yeah, I mean, you don't play Destiny enough. You, you, um, you misspelled Destiny. So, uh, I understand <laughs> your point, and I get that. I still stick by mine, though. It is a pinnacle activity. Raids are also a pinnacle activity, and they don't make them, quote-unquote, easier for the average Joe. The raid is the raid, and that is all there is to it. Right? If you can't do the raid, you don't do the raid. If you can't do... Uh, trials then you don't do trials now they have made changes since then um to to make it easier for for the less skilled players to still get gear which i think bungie did a good job with that because you know anybody can still get gear at this point but the overall scheme of um trials being what it is i i don't think they should adjust it for the less skilled players you want to play that activity whether it be trials uh whether it be um, competitive, whether it be raid, whatever, pick pick your poison. Um, they shouldn't change it to make it easier for people. You need to raise your skill gap to be able to play that game mode. And the fact that you're playing the game that Demon has muted tells me that you're already used to playing difficult games because that game is a very difficult one to play. So that being said, if you're playing something like that and you had to increase your skill to be able to do some of these things that are in that game, you should bring that skill set over to other games and increase based on the game mode you want to play, right? You're not good enough to play Trials? Get good or don't play. That's all there is to it. So I stick by my opinion. Playing against the computer in a PvE activity is completely different to playing a PvP another real world player it's still a difficult thing to do especially with with the mechanics that are involved it is a difficult thing whether you're playing against a computer or another person it still requires a certain skill set if you do not possess said skill set you do not play that game mode until you get said skill set anyway i think we've beaten that horse to death so i'd just like to say thank you for anybody that has um got in contact with us you can at any point tell us where we're going right tell us where we're going wrong we take all feedback, um, especially anything negative against Respawn, because he gets too much positive, to be honest. Um, <laughs> There's a yeah. reason for that. <laughs> I think, does that mean we've come to the end of our show? Do we have anything else? Dun, dun, dun. Hold my beer, Pearlie. I've got this. Thank you for joining us for another week, you poor unfortunate souls. Your Titaners are punchy, pearly, and not houndish, Nitetamon. Your hunter is no one responds in real life, that's me. You can email me personally at my hottest of hotmails, two Titaners and a hunter at hotmail.com, or tweet me interesting stuff on Twitter, two Titaners underscore hunter. There is a Facebook page as well, I sometimes look at facebook.com, two Titaners and a hunter. You might want to join the Frozen clan, join.frozen.party. That's frozen with a zero. Join us if you enjoy sandwiches. Find your favorite guardian on Xbox Live. Watch the show on YouTube. 
Listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify and everywhere fine podcasts are sold. I leave you struggling to understand exactly what I just said. Say goodbye, minions. Bye, minions. Bye, minions. Goodbye, minions. Goodbye, minions.